Oh, sorry. I didn't God, know. It's, it's like it's his first rodeo, man. <laughs> I didn't notice he pushed but uh well today we have Tito. What's up? What's up? Hey Tito. At the end. No, it's uh so Tito I don't really don't have anything. What'd you do what'd you do this weekend? What'd you do what'd you do yesterday? So yesterday uh we started off at Lafayette's. Had to go see figured out go over there and see Julian and uh Rocco. That's it. <laughs> oh, I thought your story was going. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, started off there. We went oh, to a place God, called. Bro, you were the worst, man. Well, he's like, that's it. I was like, what? Well, you were there. You're acting like you weren't there with him the whole night. <laughs> like, how was your day yesterday? You I was were fucking on, there, why man. Don't you, why, don't you, why don't you start the podcast? I was waiting on a follow-up <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, oh, man, God. you didn't introduce who he was. You don't tell anything. You're like, Tito. He's Mr. Miami, just start Mr. Over. Worldwide. Start over. No, no, no. We're just going to keep going, man, so people can tell you suck, man. Mm. So we go from a non-bashing podcast to a bashing podcast? They're all bashing, man, when it comes to you. Mm. What a surprise. <laughs> I mean, you can lead if you want to. You Why? can have a little stink attitude. I don't, I don't have a stink attitude. Why are you looking at Tito for approval? Like, like, like. I'm not looking for approval. I'm just saying for validation. But, oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. No, but yeah, we went to Lafayette's. Um, I like that place. I like live music. So that was pretty cool. Um, then we went to Beware. Barware. Barware. Yeah. yeah, that place is pretty cool. It's kind of. It's a good almost, vibe there, man. Yeah, it's cool. I like those, uh, those apartments across the street. looks pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, that place. I think it's been open now for like maybe three or four years, but it just now recently seems like it's getting its own stride. Because I guess it was kind of competing with like Goose and all those other places, but I don't know. It's a good vibe, man. It's more loungy, you yeah. know, because like Goose was kind of like a club, you know, it turned to a club. So, you know, you had to, you know, maneuver through a bunch of people and shit. That place you can just go to the bar, just chill and just have a conversation. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it looks like a, like a cool like starting spot. Yeah, before you go downtown or whatnot. So, uh, when you were here, you were known for like throwing parties and shit. So, how did you get into that? Funny how that started. Um, so, back in the day, uh, we used to do a lot of house parties. Okay. So, um, I had somebody uh, come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, I see you guys do a lot of house parties or whatnot." Um, why don't we do a teen night? Okay. So that's how it started. So then that's how I met, uh, DJ flip, um, at tequila rock. Oh, um, Back yeah. <laughs> tequila rock. that place is awesome. Yeah. So basically, yeah, we we're 16. We were slamming forties on the parking lot, <laughs> drinking mad dog 2020s. Yeah. Man. Um, before we, we go in there. So they'll charge like a $10 cover. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously it's like $5 for a Coke. <laughs> and this is back, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. it's crazy. So that's Wasn't how it that like that. Tuesday and Wednesday was like tequila. One of those days I know it was when I used to go. I thought it was Thursday. No, I want to say it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I know when I went, I can't remember, but I remember that was like one of the spots because there were certain days you did certain things in town. Like I know Denim and Diamonds was like on Thursday and Saturday. Shooters was on Friday. Rock and Raleigh, baby. And then, um, yeah, I want to say Tequila Rock was like maybe like a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember what it was. So that's where you started first throwing or got into the party scene was at Tequila yeah. Rock? Yeah. 
And you were 16 at the time of going to this fucking place? Yeah, like 16. <laughs> you were throwing tea night as a minor. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, you know, they would pay me, you know, whatever, 200 bucks or whatever. Back then, man, I was 15 years, 16 years old. Yeah. That's just a lot of money. Hell yeah. So... That's how I got started there. And so from there, what's springboard next to that or after that? I well, guess. after that, um, I started going to Double Deuce. Okay. Um, and then met David um, and Adam there. Um, and I used to always have a crowd. Yeah. Like, I, I would always show up with, uh, you know, 10, 15 people or whatnot. It's like, why don't you just promote it? Mm. Okay, we'll pay you that way. You, you don't go to other bars. Mm-hmm. You keep you know keep your friends here. Yeah, um, and then which was pretty cool because they would pick us up on a, on a party bus. So David, oh, shit. yeah, David had the double deuce party bus and used to pick us up from anywhere. Yeah, so we would you know go to a parking lot, park or whatever house. He'll ride us around for an hour and then drop us off at at double deuce. Mm-hmm. So that's when they actually went where. Okay, cool. Maybe I can just throw my own parties. Yeah. You know, at different venues. And that's how that started. So what was the first party you did of your own? The very first one that I did on my own, um, it was, I would have to say, um, it was one at, um, what's that place on Highland? Highland Q? No, it was next to. um, Liquid Lounge? Liquid Lounge. Yeah, Liquid Lounge. Um, David and them owned that one as well, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, they did. And then that's when I did like my own kind of party. So, um, yeah, that's where I did my own, you know, my own party. And then um, what I did after that, um, you know, M- Michelle used to be well known mm. too. Montgomery. Yes. Yes. A little hater sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I used to make fun of her when she had a notepad, remember? Like yeah. she had notes down. And like when I started taking notes, I did, get, I, you know, I'm, I'm not obviously as good as Tony, but like I did get better, you know, because I, okay, hey, I got shit that I can know what to talk about a little bit, you know, like a little script for myself. But like it did help. So once again, I'm sorry, Michelle, for making fun of you. Yeah, I love Michelle. She definitely helped out a lot. You know, we were basically all equals yeah. uh, whenever we threw the parties. I never did it for the money. I did it just to have an environment where I could hang out with my friends um, and, you know, just have a good time. So so when you moved to Fort Lauderdale, did you kind of just do the same type of thing down there? or? So whenever I moved down to Fort Lauderdale, I was kicking myself in the ass. Uh, The reason why is because I saw how much money club promoters down there were making money. Uh Mm. Um, And that was something that I kind of, you know, flirted with here in Memphis. Um, So me, Michelle and Harry, um, we came up with Twisted Promotions. Okay. But it wasn't like an LLC or nothing like that. That's just what our brand was. Yeah. You know, because we did, you know, some sick parties, whatever. Um, It could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were like, there's just twisted promotions because every time that we threw a party something crazy will happen yeah. so <laughs> type of thing so um no whenever i moved down there my brother was living there um and he was he, he was playing poker down there okay um so i went down there to visit him like in december and i never been down there and i was like oh shit i fell in love <laughs> 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 like good weather you got the beach yeah you got the girls people have money i was like this is exactly where i need to be uh, so I did a little poker uh, here and there for the first year. Um, 
and then that didn't really go as planned. Mm-hmm. Was that it wasn't that I wasn't losing, but I wasn't winning either. Mm. So I was just really just breaking even at that at that particular time. Like, you know, I'll come in first, second or third place in some of these tournaments. Uh but those tournaments it's like it, it's it's just, it's a grind. Yeah. So that's when I went to uh then I started working in the, like the corporate type of jobs. So. Okay. Did your brother try to get you to come live down there before you finally decided to? What made him move down there? Um well, in Florida before they still they had poker, uh-huh. but they only had a limit. They had a limit. You okay. can only buy in for a certain amount of money. I got you. Then they lifted that. So like all the poker pros will move down there. Because everybody down there didn't know how to play no limit poker. So it's a completely different style. Yeah. And with people just throwing out money, everybody, all these sharks went down there and he was one of them. So, <laughs> damn. So, how did your brother even get into poker? We're going to get back to you, but how did your brother? I mean, I asked the question. Let him answer my question. What was your question? I said, did your brother? Never mind. No, fuck so, both of y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you can leave. Kino and I got this. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, man. No, he, um, I don't know how he, how it was. I just knew that, um, I wasn't really doing anything like, you know, here in, in Memphis, Mm -hmm. I was throwing, throwing the parties or whatever. It was fun or whatever, but it wasn't a business. I didn't have that business mentality at that particular time. Yeah. I didn't know that you can make that much money as a club promoter or Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, and I wish I would have known that I would have never left Memphis. Oh, okay. I got you. So he's down there. He said, you know, move down here. You can live with me for the first year or whatnot and figure out your life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what better place else to, you know, figure out life? <laughs> so, yeah, so that, he, he he was a blessing for me because I, I wouldn't be where I'm at without him. So Yeah. Yeah, I remember we saw your brother in uh, Vegas one year. We just went out there randomly. Oh, it wasn't random. We went out there for a fight, I think, or something. Was this I the second time what? or the first time? Oh, shit. Well, no. Maybe was it was this with Nick and them? Time. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it was the second time, right? It was me, you, and Fayette. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we ended up going to, like, the OG with him, I think, because he met us at, like, some some hotel. I can't remember, a casino. And then I can't – He I guess he was out there for a tournament or something. Yeah, he used to go out there every year for the World Series of Poker. Oh, So okay. that's probably – he was there for that, probably. Does he so still do that? He, how did he get into poker? Um, <clears throat> There was a lot of house games going on here. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, the back of different, you know, uh, pool rooms or whatnot. He, yeah. He's actually a really good pool player. That's what I've heard. So he used to gamble for that. Uh, I guess I don't know, uh, exactly how he got into poker, but I'm sure it had to be in that, you know, area. That environment. That environment. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So. As far as like here, what do you think you would have been? Would you be like, what's that guy's name that runs all those places in Miami, the Komodo and David? Oh, something? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the vibe you were trying to go for. Yeah. I mean, I think if I would have stayed here in Memphis, I would have definitely, you know, either partnered up with somebody and, yeah. and you know, opened a restaurant or a club or something like that. Um, I think it's more sustainable as a restaurant here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, clubs, you see, we see clubs come and go all yeah. the time. Um, it's just that, you know, the clientele is just not there. I mean, you would think so because we have the University of Memphis, mm-hmm. but it's not the type like in Fort Lauderdale, you know? So when you, since you left here and you see how other places operate, what would you do differently here? That we're lacking because obviously we're lacking because we see when we go out of town how shit is. I mean, 
Yeah, it, it's weird, man, because like before I moved to Florida or, you know, before I moved to Florida, I didn't travel that much. Mm-hmm. I did live, you know, in Austin, Texas. Um, I lived in like a Baton Rouge, um, but I never really like traveled mm-hmm. per se. Yeah. But after I moved to uh, Fort Lauderdale, I started traveling everywhere and I started seeing all these other cool places mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, my brain is just like steadily, oh, this would look cool in Memphis or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got so many ideas that, that I would love to like, you know, open up something here in Memphis. Um, I've always told myself there's only two ways that I will ever move back to Memphis. Um, one would be if my, my family needed me mm-hmm. and then two to open up, you know, uh, open up my own business. Okay. So then that way I have the freedom to do what I want to do. Yeah. What kind of restaurant would you have? You have a Moxie's. <laughs> oh, dude, that place. Yeah. Mr. 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 Tito, sir. Uh, dude, that place is. God. It's like a fucking high end Hooters. You've been there, like right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've been there. What is it called? It's Moxie's. called Moxie's in, in Brickle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. I was like, we, we were just walking around. I was like, hey, I'm kind of hungry. And then they'd be like, oh, let's eat. And then. And, See people go into that place that's busy as fuck. I was like, let's go eat there. And I didn't know what it was inside. And dude, it's fucking the most beautiful chicks, man. Like, damn. I mean, that's just Miami in general, though. I'm sure Fort Lauderdale is the same. But yeah, so what kind of restaurant would you place? Would you open? Um, It just really depends. I mean, there's a lot of different type of foods that I'll be, you know, open uh, to explore. I'm not more of a chef kind of person. I'm Mm -hmm. more like... I'm very hands-on even in my current job now I would like I would like to do the operational stuff deal with the clients deal with you know the the staffing and stuff like that so I would love to like you know partner up with somebody that maybe doesn't want to do that Mm. you know knows the knows the kitchen knows the back of the house you know like the back of their hands yeah you know I could take care of the front so I'm a people person I love talking um and I it, people people are interesting to me. Yeah. Um and I think that's why a lot of people are like, "Man, you know everybody." It's because from the time that I talk to you, like I'm drawn in. Yeah. Like you got my full attention. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know where you're from, your background, what you do, and stuff like that. Not being nosy. It's just that, like people are interested. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different story to tell. 100%. And I love hearing stories. Yeah. Well, especially down in Fort Lauderdale, you've met so many different people from all over the world, more than here. It is crazy. Like, it literally is crazy, the different stories that people have. And I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of good people down there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's crazy because, like, everybody's like, oh, you know, we're traveling here. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, hit my boy up. He, He lives there. He knows where to go. Or he's a bartender or whatever the case is. Um, And that's another reason why I like to... Uh, meet people mm-hmm. and you know once i know your background story like now we're like we're connected yeah in some type of way so um yeah man it's just cool like you, you you you'll hear so many different stories from hey you know i was broke and then i moved down here and i started it made me you know step up my game i started my own business or whatever the case is so now it's like as far as your circle goes do you try to get in with people that are like on the same mindset as you as far as like trying to do shit? Uh, for the most part, yes. Uh, but th- the thing is like down there, I'm so I'm, I work for a company that, that have a third party uh, cell phone company. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm more like corporate right now okay, uh, than anything. So, but, um, you know, I, I'm willing to explore different things where I could do on the side, Yeah, you know, and then see if that works out. So see, man, like as far as like restaurants go, what was that place you took us to? And was it little Havana? Havana? Like, is that the area? That kind of food that what you and I get, that was fucking amazing. What was that called again? Paya? No, it was. I don't um, know what the place was called. Yeah, I forgot. It was, it was a, it's a, it was a Cuban place. But what kind? What was that meal that we had? Or what? So did they call it's that? plantains. So they smashed up the plantains and they put whatever you know, chicken or yeah. pork or whatever you wanted in there. Dude, that shit was a fucking amazing man. Do you think that would work here? I mean, it's good food. I think a good, good food good, would yeah. work anywhere. Yeah, it, it, one of the things that here in Memphis, Memphis got a bunch of hidden gems. Like, it's crazy, like, the amount of, like, good food that you can find. Yeah. But you don't come to Memphis and be like, oh, okay, I want a Colombian food mm-hmm. or I want, you know, Cuban food or whatever. Most people come here, they automatically think barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. And that's the, that's the challenging part. Yeah. So. So as far as barbecue here, what would your top three places be? Mm, I went to the commissary yesterday. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, the only bad thing there was the roll. The roll was the worst. It was. <laughs> <laughs> was it like yeah. wet? Like, no, it like, was dry. It was uh, so dry. It, it, it it's, it's worse than Popeyes. Oh shit! And that's pretty bad. Yeah. But other than that, everything is good. So I like the Rendezvous. I like Blue City Cafe as well. Yeah, Blue City is good. I really what's like uh, what's Eric's place? Uh, barbecue shop. Yeah, barbecue shop on uh, Madison. I don't think I've ever been there. You know, so like yours, it's like a diagonal from Canvas. I think you can see Canvas from the front door of the place. But like, um, yeah, it, it, it's been voted like best barbecue in the world like twice or or in the country twice or three times or something like that. Gotcha. He's friends with, um, he's good friends with Rick, Rick McCracken. Okay. So that's. You probably know if you saw his face. Yeah, I, I I like Rendezvous. Rendezvous is pretty decent. So you don't like Rendezvous, right? You don't like the dry? I don't like the dry. Oh, uh, you don't like the dry? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, they're, they're decent. I mean. I like their cheese plate. Cheese plate is fucking bomb. Sauces and cheese plate is good. Yeah. I'm more I'm more of a, I see somebody on the side of the road selling, you know, barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the you kind of shit I like. You see those little signs? Like, yeah. Yeah. There used to be a guy, like, I think you brought up here before, but on the quarter of, like, Beal, like, right in front of B.B. <laughs> King's, like, he had really good barbecue, but I think his shit was, like, illegal. Yeah. It's like, you know you might get sick, but it's definitely fucking good, man. There's a guy, I'm sure he's going to be set up again. It's like, when you're leaving Tomley Park, like, you're walking up Beal, you know? Yeah. Um, it's right there by, um, like, by the Orpheum, like, on that little side, or, or on, what is it, Main Street? Yeah, Main, Main. Street. He has a little truck park there every Memphis in May, and he just sells food out of there. That's dope. I think so, that's awesome. Like people, you know, take the initiative and try to control, you know, you know their own outcome. Yeah, um, you know, to make money. And I love that. I, I love. I'm a. I'm a. Whatever. Probably do it more than I should. Uh, but I love supporting like anybody. Yeah. Which is you know what I. It's like kind of a, a good thing and bad thing because mm-hmm. I, I tend to focus too much on other people's business mm. and helping them grow than myself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that can be too true, but I think it's going to come back around. So when you start doing shit or whatever you want to do, then people would like, okay, this guy always took care of me. 
okay, this is a good person, so I'm going to take care of them and spread the word. Because I think if you're always um, only looking out for yourself and not others, you know, you're going to be alone eventually. Yeah. Because there's so many people that they don't give a fuck about helping anybody else but themselves. You know, that's the kind of people you really don't want to be around with because, like, if shit goes down, you know they're not going to have your back. It's like they say you shouldn't ask a friend for a discount. No, that, I mean, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's why a lot of people like, um, you know, even in my industry. So, I was, uh, you know, I sell cell phone service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of weird that people that I know don't come to me. Mm-hmm. Which that's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, the business, I, I don't own the business. Yeah. So I'm going to make my money regardless because they're going to pay me. But it's crazy how people that don't know me support and come and, and have a, as a repeat customer like yeah. for the past five years as, as whenever their company grows, I help them. I help them with that. But it's crazy because then you see your friends and then they're like, Oh yeah, I got, you know, this new phone, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you, you could have just let me know. Yeah. Kind it's, of type of thing. So it's like they say people don't that know you don't support you until they see people that don't know you support you. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. And it's so sad, man. I don't understand that mentality. It's like, why would you not want to help your friend grow? Yeah. I, I, I never, I never understood that mentality. I mean, even here when people are like, um, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see so-and-so at this bar or mm. this club or whatever. It's like, Oh, that place sucks. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you suck. Yeah. Like you suck. Like I'm not going there because it sucks. Yeah. I'm going there because Tony Raul's there yeah. or because Justin's there. I don't dude. the atmosphere. And that's the thing. I think that's why I, I have a different outlook in life. Yeah. You know, it's not about the places, it's about the people. Yeah. You know, so Cause generally if you go there with your friends, you're going to be hanging out with your friends. Anyways, you're not gonna be hanging out with some random fucking people that are, you know, there with you. And usually it's the person that has, that hates on the places. The person that probably just hates on everything anyways, for the most part, have that mentality, you know, like, yeah. How do you deal with people like that that are negative? Um, you know what? I, what I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I, I just, I, yeah, I just look at Tony. Tony's like smiling over there, like it was smirk on his face. Yeah, I mean, I don't let them affect me. Yeah, um, you know, if somebody says, "Oh, that party's gonna suck," or "That place sucks," or whatever. Okay, cool. I'll meet you afterwards. Mm. And the craziest part is that okay, then I post shit online. They're like, okay, I'm on my way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> nah. because I make it look fun. Yeah. Now you want to come. Yeah. They should want to hang out with you because you're a fun person. It's like the company you're keeping at the place you're hanging out at. It's not, yeah. you know, like you're going to support somebody at their business and then you're making the place fun because you're there with your friends having fun. You know, like we're there. We should go together. It'd be fun for all of us. Not, you know, like, oh, that place sucks. I'm not going to come. That's just dumb. Like, energy is real man like if somebody has like bad vibes like they're just a, a negative nancy all the time it's like you don't want to be around them it's like i don't want you here because you're gonna make me have a bad time right that's why i was telling them hey i'll meet you afterwards yeah because if you're gonna ask me hey when, when are we leaving when, when are we leaving i'm like dude i don't i don't need you <laughs> <laughs> let me do my own thing yeah so yeah man uh people are interesting though um, you know, the, the other thing that I like is bringing people together mm. and I don't think, um, which is going to sound weird when I say this, cause this is the way I think, but people don't utilize me enough. Mm. 
You know what I mean? For example, like you guys always tell me, oh, you know everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what do you need? Let yeah. me help you. Like, you know what I mean? You need, you know, you need a new car. I know a guy. You need plumbing. I know a guy. Like, I know a lot of different ways where it can make your life a lot easier. So it's going to help you. But at the end of the day, it's going to help that mom and pop. Yeah, place. true. True. You see what I'm saying? Because, like, even, like, when we went to Miami, like, you don't even fucking live down there, man. May I say man. something? No, no, let me Please. Finish. Okay, let I'm sorry. Finish. And you knew everything. You knew some random fucking guy at that fucking American social place. Like, this guy's like, hey, Tito. So, if it wasn't for Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Oh, yeah, that's your new name, Mr. 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 Worldwide over here. A.K.A. Mr. Miami. I'm going to say. Tito the Great. I'm going to say that the trip would have sucked. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking honest with you. Because doing the shit that we were doing the first day. or I mean, it was, you know, it was with, I was with my boys. You know, it was fun. You know, like. But, you know. I love like going to check out the, the bad, nice clubs and shit like that. You know, when we go like, you know, the cool places to go and yeah. we just didn't know where to go. And if you didn't fucking live there and you don't even live there, I say, and you, you know, you hit your DJ friends for us and you know, you guys, and, you know, you told us where to go and shit, but like it wouldn't have been the same trip if you, if we didn't know you down there because it would have just not been as fun. I don't think. Well, that's that's it brings me back to what I was saying. Like you guys utilize me, yeah. You know what I mean. Like you, you use your resources, and mm-hmm. I don't think people use their resources enough in order to get ahead in life. Yeah, uh, they make it hard on themselves. You know what I mean. So of course, I'm not going to send you somebody that sucks. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure they have a good track record. Where you know, yes, like this dude has been doing it for X amount of years. I'll send him your number. You know, utilize him. You know, I'll I'll put my I'll sign off on him. Yeah. You know what I mean, type of thing. So, um, but yeah, no, it's weird. Uh, I, I, like I said, I, I I meet people, uh, from all over the place. So it it's not rare that if I go to Miami, if I go to West Palm, um, wherever it is, I want you know, whenever we go to my friend, always gives me shits because like every time I travel with them, it's like for some reason I run into somebody that yeah. I know. Like literally we were at, um, what's that place that Larry Bird is from? Uh, French slick, Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Oh shit. So, um, I used to go up there in February, uh, to, uh, skiing when I was younger mm-hmm. and it was so random. Like we were skiing I, and I hear my name. I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> And, and I, it was just me and uh, like a couple other people, but everybody that we knew was already there. Yeah. And it was some random ass dude that I met like, you know, a couple years back and in the middle of French. Like if you ever been to French, like uh, Indiana it's literally in the middle of nowhere, but it's, they have like a, a snowboarding and skiing, which is just weird. So for to this day, he always, always gives me shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so random, man. But I mean, I guess that is, attributes to you as a person and your personality and your way to network. Like, I, I think you kind of have the same kind of personality. Like I say, like Eubank, cause like you and Eubank, you're like one of those type of people when you meet them, you're instantly like them and you feel like you've been friends with them forever. Yeah. And it's not like you're trying to be fake about it. It's just, you just include us who you are, you know? Cause like, I've never heard of somebody ever say anything bad about you. you know? Yeah. I try to, I try to do what's right all the time. And I think that, you know, that, that would get me far in life yeah. type of thing, you know. 
Um, my best quote is keep it moving. Like, like I, I, I post that all the time, Yeah, you know, and, and it is, it's just kind of like, you can either dwell on the negative or you, you can just keep it moving at the end of the day. So, uh, no matter what you're going through in life, um, you know, some things you have to dwell because you have to, yeah. uh, to get, you know, get ahead of life. But for the most part, a lot of people let little things bother them. Um, and I think I have the mentality is like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to sweat it. Yeah. So circling back, or I guess starting over, like, how did you get here in the first place? Because you yeah. weren't born here, correct? So, no. So I was born in Honduras. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved here. Uh, my brother had cancer. Okay. Um, and St. Jude was here. Oh, okay. So, um, so my brother came down here. He went to New York and New Jersey, lived with my aunt for a little bit until they can get him into St. Jude. Uh, so he was here first and then, um, they moved us here, um, from Honduras. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's how, that's how I ended up in, uh, in Memphis oh. because of St. Jude. And so how long ago was that? Would you say? So I was, um, I think I was like seven years old. So oh, okay. I started like first or second grade here or something like that. I'm not sure. Was it a big adjustment to moving from there to here? Not really. Not that I can remember. I mean, I was so young. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whenever you're that young, you adapt quick. Mm. So, like, I don't even remember not knowing English. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. And it's like the the, the human mind is interesting. It's so crazy because, like, I'm fluent in Spanish and fluent in English. Mm-hmm. But my brain, I can spell better in Spanish than I can in English. Oh, really? Which is the weirdest <laughs> shit ever. So. And I can read it, I can write it, and everything like that. But I never went. I, I went to kindergarten there. Yeah, but that's it. I never went to like actual like first grade, second grade, whatever I, that I can recall. I don't remember. I don't remember learning Spanish. Really? Yeah. You know? Now, when you moved here, how long was your brother in the hospital for? Uh, for a while. For a while, because they had to, you know, they they had to remove his the tumor, which it was, I think it was like affecting his bones, so they uh-huh. had to amputate his his arm. So I remember being in the hospital a lot. Um, and by the way, San Diego is like an amazing place. Like that place is just awesome. Yeah, like it's crazy how much they do for the kids. Um, and I think that's why it started when like my my mentality mm-hmm. was giving back because mm-hmm. I remember seeing how much. Uh, St. Jude would give to the kids and how much effort they put into making sure they were happy. Yeah. So I think that rubbed off on me, you know, oh because gosh. I was just a bystander. Yeah. You know, I didn't have cancer or anything like that, but I saw like all these kids suffering, but I saw so many people light up their face, you know, even though that they're, you know, they're, they're almost dying. Yeah. So, which is a, which is a crazy thing just to think, you know, being that small and you, you're in the hospital and you don't realize that literally like all these kids have cancer. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Do you donate to St. Jude? Um, I do. I do I, a I lot. Do too. So I, I have one of those things that which, which is weird because I'm, I'm a given person. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the stores that I go in, in the shop for clothing or whatever, they always have, Hey, you want to donate to San Jude? Like I'll donate the first time. Yeah. You know, but it's just kind of like every time I see it, it's like, Oh, you want to donate? It's like, Oh, well, you know, I donated last time, <laughs> <laughs> but I try to donate as much as I can, you know? So yeah. oh, I know I was going to say, how did your family find out about St. Jude or how do you even apply or how does that even work? Especially so, like back then. 
Yeah, so what happens, so, you know, Honduras is a third world country. They don't have, the, like, the most advanced um, technology or doctors or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's just crazy that it's a freak accident that happened to my brother. So as far as finding out that he had a cancer. Sounds like uh, April Jones when Tyler broke his foot. Oh and yeah, that's how they found, they found out, that out he had cancer. Oh wow, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy how life works like that. So yeah. yeah, we were running around, and my brother fell, I believe, or something like that, and his shoulder um, grew like a size of basketball, and really? they couldn't really know what was going on. They didn't have the technology to take care of it or what or not. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for um, for for us to come to the United States. Okay, so it's just weird like that. So. Uh, that's how he found out that he had cancer. So I don't know if the fall caused the cancer, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think it could happen that way. But he didn't have any symptoms. He was never sick or anything like that where it, it could be like, okay, he's dying or whatever. He yeah. has cancer. But that fall irritated the cancer, and it just kind of grew Damn. massive. So, so probably if that wouldn't happen, they probably wouldn't have went undetected. Undetected, correct. So Shit, man. It's kind of like a... Blessing. Blessing the skies. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I mean, I, I we wouldn't even be in the United States. So, ain't what no do you think telling. your life would be like? I don't know. I mean, it's a third world country. It's, it's, it's rough over there. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Can't even fathom yeah. it. Yeah. So, I have like a stepbrother that passed away. He got, you know, he, he either got, uh, died from a car wreck or something like that. But it's just, it, I mean, it's a beautiful country, but in like Tegucigalpa, it could be rough. So, yeah. Um, my cousin that I used to, that I grew up with, we were best, like best friends or whatever. I went and visit him, um, almost like almost 10 years ago, right before I came here to uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And then like literally like a year or two later, um, he got assassinated. Damn. Damn, what the fuck? Which is crazy, yeah. Is that a common thing down there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of gangs. Really? I mean, just to, you know, initiation, hey, go kill a random dude or whatever. Fuck, man. So it's just a weird thing. So I haven't been back since just because I know, like, he was good with the community. And mm-hmm. His father and his, you know, they own a couple different businesses and stuff like that, coffee shops, and they always get back to the community, stuff like that. Because I remember when I was visiting there, like, there's... He was like me, yeah, but there. Mm. Literally everywhere we went, like everybody loved him, everything like that. And then, and my mom told me one day, hey, yeah, somebody want to kill him. Sad man. It's kind of like what that young Dolph thing. Like that guy was known for doing stuff in the community, and then you know somebody for some reason either is jealousy or just ignorance. Well, it's all ignorance if you're going to kill somebody. But uh, as is sad, man, especially people that are doing good. Yeah. You know, jealousy is a hell of a drug. (laughs) (sighs) One of the guys that um, got arrested for, they've arrested the Dolph murder, he's now missing. Yeah, he's missing. I thought he was in jail. Exactly. He made bail. He made bail, and then now they can't find him. Which one is it? The main one? I'm not sure. Because I know they had two guys. One got picked up first. I guess he snitched on their guy, I'm assuming. Yeah. But how do you even let somebody go, like, for that like how do you even make bail if you're accused of murdering somebody yeah that's just to me that's just weird i guess you're you're not guilty until proven innocent well did you guys hear about the uh but the is a young and upcoming rapper from chicago or maybe it was new york he shot a cop 
And then he was released like two days later because he was able to make his bail. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. Like some of the stuff, like you just said, something like the bail thing. It needs to be revamped. I think. Like uh, maybe. I mean, I guess Tito's right. I guess you're you're innocent until proven guilty. But I mean, fuck, man. At least make it kind of high. Yeah. The thing is that because you especially pay, for murder because you pay ten percent of the bond, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, the the laws need to be changed yeah uh we're living in 2022 and we still got laws that were put in place in you know 1800s i'm like <laughs> dude like come on bro yeah like something has to change like you know you can't keep doing the same thing and then the laws are always gonna be it, it's never gonna be it's always gonna be because of uh benefit a certain type of people mm-hmm. which is crazy that's why you see a lot of rich people get away with a lot of things because there are always loopholes my go my guy cobra tate man he uh he said something about like if you're rich you basically just get like a slap on the wrist for doing something that any of us would be locked away for no you just pay like the lawyer fee and the judge fee and you know, whatever you know and you just keep going yeah that's why our you know the, the jails are so overcrowded because a lot of people are in jail for no real reason yeah, um like and they don't have the marijuana money. charge or something like that like, yeah i mean and then they they you know they the bail money is too much so they stay in you know in jail or whatnot um but again that goes back weed is legal mm-hmm. but you can still go to jail for yeah it. so it's just so so well that's crazy. like what uh, my one of my buddies told me or we were talking on facebook about this and he said you know i've said it before when the death penalty goes away in a state the people on death row uh, are just commuted. I mean, not commuted. They, they're changed from death row inmate to lifer or life sentencing. You know, they change their sentence. So he was saying, you know, he's a copier in town. He said, you know, one way to get a lot of people out of jail that I really believe don't need to be in jail is when it becomes legal in these states, or marijuana becomes legal in the state that are in, incarcerated for, for weed charges, we should release those people because, or we should... Uh, you know, commute, uh, make their sentence less or whatever, you know, knock it down or whatever. Just, we need to get them out of jail because you got some people serving like 15 years for like an ounce of weed or something like that, you know, like, yeah, that's crazy. That's why it needs to be revamped for sure. Do you, do you ever think it will be like, do you think it's ever going to hit a, come to a clutch where they will revamp stuff like this? It's, it's hard to tell. I don't think so. Especially after all the events that, that has happened, like recently with, mm. you know, cops shootings and yeah. stuff like that. Nothing changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, a you know, people were burning things down, whatever, and they still didn't change it again. Guess what? It affected the poor people. That Everything that was happening did not affect any billionaire. Yeah. No. Which is crazy. And then they can just write that shit off, too. Yeah. It always, it, it seems like the uh, working class and the poor people are always the ones that get fucked in just about all these like decisions and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's why I always tell people like your mindset should be wealth. Um, and, you know, leaving that wealth to your kids or whatnot. So they don't have to deal with the bullshit that, that life brings that, you know, throws at you. So, yeah, that's my main goal. I think in 2022 is just, I'm trying to, you know, go to a different level. So I want to, you know, start investing and stuff like that. I want to get into really invest in real estate and stuff like that. So, would you do like condos or houses? 
Uh, probably housing. Mm. Uh, you know, houses or whatnot, duplexes or something like that, rent them out yeah. or whatnot. So, I mean, there's a lot of value to it. So, is Airbnb? I imagine that's really big down there, right? Yeah, Airbnb is really big down there. So, because a lot of people down there are snowboards anyways. Yeah. So they'll Airbnb it during their, the off season and then, uh, during the on season. Mm-hmm. Off season, they're down there anyway. So yeah. it's just, it really, they pay for itself. So, so what are the, some of the big things to do in Fort Lauderdale? Like, do y'all have like kind of like a Memphis in May, like a big festival or? Yeah, they like have that? a bunch of stuff like that, man. I, I've gone to, which I know this is going to sound crazy, but Tortuga Fest. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Takuga. Yeah, so that's what I said when I heard it, you know, Tortuga Fest. It's like, is this like a, maybe a Spanish, like, you know, concert or whatever? But yeah. no, it's, um, it's a big, um, concert on the beach mm. and is, uh, surrounded with, uh, a lot of country singers. Oh shit. Really? Which is weird. Cause beach yeah. and country. I'm like, Hmm, but no, it was, it was, it's, it's a fun kind of like a Memphis and May type of thing. Oh, okay. So it's pretty dope, but it's, it's on like a couple beach. of days. Yeah. It's for the, like the weekend, I believe it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When is that? Uh, it used to be like during, I think February or something like that. I'm not, not, not sure. Mm. They changed the dates because of the whole COVID thing. So yeah. now everything is different days and stuff like that. How was COVID in the beginning and now down there? COVID was, COVID, that was, that was some crazy times. <laughs> crazy times. Um, so at first it was, which it was crazy because I see how much it affected other people. Mm-hmm. But in my line of duty, I was, uh, considered essential. Okay. So, cause communication, right? So, yeah. you know, you have to have communication. Anything happens. So they let us stay open throughout the pandemic. So, which that's, uh, that was a blessing. Yeah. Uh, so that I was able to still, work and everything like that so at first you know it, it was okay but like after like week two like everybody's like oh yeah fuck this <laughs> so y'all started so y'all started partying right away um i mean you're florida shit well you know we 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 follow the rules but we just um uh, you know found, found leapos mm. um so before um, there's a bar that I used to go there all the time. Uh, I still go there all the time, which is Lucky's Tavern. Um, it's in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, shout out to my bartenders at Lucky Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is uh, brought to you by yeah. <laughs> no, Sammy's an awesome girl. I was in excellent her wedding. She's awesome. Her and Jay has been um really good friends of mine. So, but um, yeah. So it was um uh. Lucky's Tavern, they didn't have a kitchen. Mm. So they're like, oh, you can't open up because you don't, you're just a bar mm. and you have to be seated. And it was one of those, like I said, crazy times, right? Because you can go to a restaurant, but you have to sit, you can't stand up. Yeah. Like, okay. So COVID, like, how, <laughs> yeah. how is this going to affect it? You know what I mean? Type of thing. So, you know, we found loopholes where, um, there were them and another bar, which is fat cats were open and they can only do curbside pickups. Mm-hmm. So they either set a table or that have whatever. And then yeah. you just order the drinks and you just chill outside. <laughs> it was just crazy times, man. We, we found ways to, to, to not lose our, our, our mind. So, yeah, I always heard that like restaurants and bars were some of the most innovative people during the pandemic because they figured out ways to still operate. Yeah. You know, when well, most places, you know, kind of had their hands tied, they like it, like some of the places here, they would have 
the bar seating would be closed, so they put a table in front of the bar, and you can sit at the table. Yeah. Well, that's what Lucky Taverns did as well. So yeah. you will have, like, literally a table next to the, you know, the high top yeah. mm-hmm. next to the bar. And for, 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 like, the first week, you couldn't order drinks directly to the bartender. Mm-hmm. So the bartender had to walk all the way around, <laughs> take your order, walk right God, back. God, man, it's just... It's it's just crazy, and then the, you know, eventually they were like, "Fuck this! What do you want?" Like, yeah. literally, I'm fucking going right around, you know, this bar just to give you a drink. So, so like, if you see somebody wearing a mask in Florida, do you? Assume they're, they're not a from tourist? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're not from Florida, uh, you know, to each his own, like yeah. or whatever. But I just think you're a weirdo, <laughs> like literally, like I get it. But you know. when we were checking in at the Dream, the lady was like, "Oh, y'all have your mask on." Let me, and she like put one on, like because I guess we had ours on, you know. Yeah. And like I was like, yeah, oh, I was like, I'm wearing this because I just saw the sign, you know. I didn't, I don't know, like. Yeah, I'm just kind of like I'm more like if I see you with a mask on. I'll make think you either from out of town or you might, you know, have a call for something mm. like that. And you just been um, considerate for yeah. everybody else. So. Yeah. I think like uh, more people, I guess, if you were sick, maybe you should stay home or like you said, put a mask on, I guess. But like, yeah, th- some people are just gross though, man. I yes. mean, some people be like this bitch right here, man, <laughs> fucking be coughing. And I'm like, cover your fucking mouth, man. Like even before the pandemic, it's just a nasty. <laughs> pandemic has definitely ruined bowling for me. I don't. I don't mean. I don't even want to go bowling anymore. You got your <laughs> dick sucked by a fucking whore yesterday without a condom. Man. <laughs> That's true. This yeah. bitch dropped a fucking ice cream cone on the ground yesterday. He said he wasn't going to eat it. I'm like, bitch, you literally just got your dick sucked by a fucking whore. <laughs> you're not worried about germs. That's the, that's the least of your worries. <laughs> wild yeah, times. Wild times. Yeah, during COVID, it, it's just weird, especially in my line of duty. Like, I'm messing with people's phones. Yeah. Which your phone is probably the dirtiest thing on your body. Like, literally, like on your person. Like, yeah. It's the dirtiest thing. People use it in the bathroom. They you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, dude. <laughs> it's weird because I go to, so I have a store. Um, it's in Delray and it's, you know, it's elderly people. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because they're like, oh, my internet's not working. So I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. I pull it up and it's like porn. I'm like, oh, you're like. <laughs> so it's never going to end for us. We're always going to be jerking it. I'm like, hey, good for you at 70 years old, you know? Hey, whatever. If you can still get it up, more oh, power to man. you. But fuck. Like, I know you didn't wash your hands. Blue Chew. <laughs> blue Chew Man. What was it? Blue Man or? A uh, Blue Pill Man porn. <laughs> Fucking geriatrics. Oh God! But yeah, so that's why a lot of people like even like my family like oh you know it's so bad down there in Florida it's like bro it's like they don't understand like they see what they see on TV, mm-hmm. but n- nobody was social distancing for a long time like, you know what we were supposed to or whatnot. I mean I didn't care or whatever. It's like first of all you want me to work? I've been working you know forty to sixty hours a week, whatever the case is. I'm literally talking to you know hundreds of people a day. Um, so I didn't really care. Like the yeah. pandemic, like for me, it was like either shut down for a completely everything for yeah. like a week or two. Uh, but it was so it was miss. I guess um, how was it? yeah, yeah, it was handled horrible, yeah. horrible. Well, I think it looks like 
everybody being around each other and being exposed to it is probably one of the best things that's happened because you would you say yesterday that California oh california an, an is endemic. now yeah california is now you know it's pandemic we're in a pandemic california is now saying that they're moving forward by calling it the uh, calling it endemic where you know it's it's coming to an end even bill gates uh said something about it he's like oh yeah the worst of COVID is is over but um, a new strain but out. it's gonna be a new, new strain or something like that yeah i was like um, yeah, I think I think the uh, COVID really screwed everything up for the future. This now is always going to be a pandemic, some mm. type of virus or whatnot here and there. And I, and I get it. Like I know people that you know passed away and stuff like yeah. that from COVID. So I know COVID is real as far as that goes. Uh, but it's just kind of like it's not going to affect everybody. Yeah, um, you should know. Like you should know your own body. Yeah, um, and how it how it reacts. You know, some people. Are very healthy and 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 you know COVID messed them up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But again, you know your own body. Like you, you know, for me, for me, like I was like, dude, I never get sick. Whatever, I'm, I'm sure that it could have happened to me, but I wasn't scared for it. Yeah, like, I, I was just more like, dude, if if COVID kills me, it kills me. Like really, like it is what it is. I guess that what they say, you're more likely to die in a car accident than most of the stuff that most people worry about, like planes and shit like that, or I guess like even like COVID. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's a it was a weird a weird thing because you know like usually when you see something happening overseas, you're like, oh, you know, that's just them. But then when it, like they start coming over here and they're like, people are dropping like flies. That's the whole mentality. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? And then the lockdown happened, and then you hear like some people can't deal with not being around people. Like, there's a lot of things that are going to be long term side effects of this shutdown. Yeah, it's. it's... <laughs> What what I don't like is how social media and the news affect how people think. Like mm-hmm. they can't think for themselves. Yeah, um, you know, which is weird as fuck. So um, I'll tell you a story. So I was kind of like, you know, messing with this girl, or whatnot, um, and I went over to her house and met her parents. <laughs> yeah, Playboy, Playboy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just weird because I was it. it you know, since I'm not vaccinated, it was kind of weird. Uh, Everybody else was. So just weird. You know, what I find funny about the whole vaccination thing and the testing is like, I've said it before, but like people, I guarantee have been more tested for vaccinate. I mean, this fucking COVID <laughs> than for like an STD. Yeah. And it's like they, the whole thing, like uh, wear a mask, but you know, you don't have people wearing condoms and shit. And so it's just like, Pick your priorities, man. Like, we've had this shit going on for a long time, and, you know, we just live through it. So, like, why is this the main thing that everybody's like, oh, wait, let's let's pause and try to fix this shit? When yeah. all this other shit that's been happening is just, you know, swept underneath the rug. Yeah, whenever the, the pandemic first started, um, I, I, I tended to see little things that people were doing. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like, okay, you're, you're bitching about, you know, mask and whatever. But literally, you just got that cart at, you know, Publix. Yeah. And you didn't wipe it off. Yeah. What do you think you're going to do? You're going to rub your face. <laughs> you're going to rub your eyes. Yeah. Like, people don't think. They they just go about whatever the news tells them or whatnot. So, it's just a weird time. So, well, and I think that's why, I, like, that girl, like, she quit talking to me, by the way. So. <laughs> why she she talk to you? Man, I don't know. I think, well, she got sick after I was over there. 
Did you give a COVID? I mean, I mean, you obviously didn't have it. So, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I had it. The yeah. one time that I did have COVID, I didn't know I had COVID. Oh, so you're asymptomatic. Um, yeah. Oh, so. did you get tested for like the antibodies or something? Is that how you found out? So I didn't it? have the antibodies. So I have a friend, uh, Kevin, that does the, the IV stuff. You know mm-hmm. how, you know, the. Oh, the drip? Yeah, the yeah. drip. Yeah. So, uh, but they have the test or whatever. And I, I don't think I was asymptomatic, but that was, you know, early stages of, you know, testing and stuff like mm. that. Um, I was supposed to come here to Memphis uh, a year ago in October and somebody at work got sick and the the policies the cdc policies are so fucking stupid man <laughs> like it's so dumb it's like oh okay so you were with somebody that um that had covid so you can't come in for you know five days or whatever it's like okay so automatically by default i have to stay at home like this yeah. is weird like if i don't feel sick then what's the what's the difference you know uh so anyway so i was just kind of like you know my mom is older or whatever mm-hmm. um and i didn't want to get her sick so i was just like you know i'll feel bad if i came from florida to memphis yeah and they gave you know my niece and nephews or somebody mm-hmm. that i love suck. you know covid uh so i tested and i tested positive mm-hmm. um then i went to like two other places i'm like ain't no way i'm i'm positive like i still i'm i'm sitting here eating ribs and they taste good <laughs> as fuck <laughs> like i still yeah. have my taste i mean fucking lobsters yeah. and shit like that and i'm like dude it's like i didn't lose any taste or anything like that and then i tested positive two more times i was like fuck it's a so. weird virus man because it can affect one person one way i mean this when this bitch got it he was like holed up in his room like he thought he was gonna die which was amazing to me because he didn't bother me that's how i knew he was sick he wasn't being <laughs> annoying He'd be like, yeah. uh, can you go to Kroger and get me some soup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he was like, you need to go to your room and do not come out of your room for 14 days. <laughs> it was like, the most blissful 14 days I was days like, what life. the fuck? What am I going to, you know, I'm thinking about, I was like, you know, you can only watch so much TV, right? And jerk off so much. But then like, I was like, then my back started hurting because I was lame so much, you know? <laughs> so I remember when I finally was able to come back out, you know, like after excessive negative and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I recorded a podcast. I can't remember who the guest was, but I'm like sitting like this because my I couldn't like my back was fucked up. I couldn't like atrophied or something. Yeah, like I, like you know, I'm like, yeah, it, it sucked having it. Um, but now, like, you know, we have people that we work with that if they've not feeling good, they before they were using, oh, I might have COVID. You know, I need you know, I need to go get tested. They get that day off, and they get the days off until their results come and shit like that. You know, but um. They're not even going anymore. They're like, man, it's just like a cold or something. They're like, fuck it. Yeah, it's it's great. Like in my industry, it's it really everybody's industry that you know the pandemic screwed up a lot of people as far as their work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either they're like, oh, life's too short. I don't want to work. I just live off the government, see, whatever, which is crazy. But, see, are they even getting that much money? No, I don't think they are, man. They were at the beginning, but I don't know how much they like. I, I've I don't think I think I've done unemployment when I was like seventeen or yeah. something like that or something like you know for a couple of weeks. Uh, that's the only time, but that was you know that was a long time ago. So it was like twenty years because ago. Because so. yeah. when the pandemic was going, they were giving them unemployment money plus like eight hundred on top of like a week, right? That that they're not doing the plus money anymore, right? They're not. They took away the plus. I know money. they have a child credit now. Like yeah, if you have kids, you get certain. Dude, I money. wish I had five that, kids. That's for that's for that's for everybody though with kids, right? Like if you. Yeah, it's, it's per child or something like it's that. It's per child, yeah. yeah. So if anybody has any uh, extra child, I, mean, <laughs> I will be uh, daddy for yeah. a couple weeks. 
And it's like $3,500 a child. Damn, How much? That's fucking it's like $3,500 a kid or something like no, that. No, I think it's more, oh, than, it's that. more than that. Yeah, I think so. Shit, I think pre-COVID, it was like 3500 I think now they're getting like 8000 or something like that. It's oh. crazy. So my, my sister um, has a used car lot. She has a lot that she shares with uh, like my uncle on mm-hmm. Summer Avenue. And literally, she sold a car yesterday. Um, but yeah, they used their you know income tax for it. And it was a pretty good chunk of money. So, Fuck. you know, so I don't know how much they're getting. I just know they're getting a lot. So. Yeah. But how, how, you know. You can't just live on that money, right? I mean, you guys, you can cater your lifestyle to where you can just live off if that's all you want. But you can't go on vacation and shit, right, with that? I mean, no, I don't know, right? There's no way. And I still haven't figured it out. I want to I want to get to the bottom line of this shit. Like, <laughs> Next thing we know, fuck, Tito's going to be living off the government, y'all. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, because I'm busting my ass. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, and then I, we can't, like, literally, you go to any store, you pick one. Mm-hmm. They're hiring. Yeah. yeah. Which is the crazy part. So... Those people that are not working, how the hell are they getting their money? Yeah. It's my question. And I know they didn't save all the money that they were getting throughout the pandemic. Right. It's just not that many people did that. Yeah. So um, not only are like the stores hiring, you know, all every store is hiring. We know that. But like the employees that are working in those stores are getting worked harder because there's no one, you know, there's, there used to be four people in the morning. Now there's only two people or whatever, you know, like accounts and stuff. But like, the accounts are still making a shitload of money, but they will not pass the money to the fucking clerk, like working at Circle K or at Arlington Travel Center mm-hmm. or Sitco or whatever it's called. You know, like they, they're, they're not passing. They're not raising their employees wages that are doing more work. That's another that's another reason a lot of these pe- people are quitting also. And then just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do what Sally's doing or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because they, they're working harder, getting the same money. And not seeing any benefit for working their ass off besides yeah. their low fucking wage that they're making, you know? Yeah, I think the pandemic uh, made a lot of people um, step their game up. I think that's the, at the end of the day, I think that's what's affecting the, the working force. Um, I think that it, they had to find a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And I, they said, oh, shit, I can make money selling this on eBay or, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. Only fans. Yeah, True. Hey, you know, it is what it is. My only fans, hey, my only had, fans popping, dog. If I had a pussy, <laughs> I would be fucking pushing that thing online. Now, as far as like the employees go, I think that I do agree with this, like the what they call it the great exodus or the great resignation. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't feel appreciated, fucking leave and then go somewhere else. Because it is kind of an employee market for some shit. But like I don't think you should be li- living off the government. I think you should try to find something better. Yeah. Because I think a lot of these companies do like they're they're gonna try to get as much out of you as little as possible as they can. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's one thing we learned about the pandemic is most of these companies don't give a fuck about their employees. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a, it's a thin line. It's, it's just weird. So for example, so I've run seven, uh, well, I'm up to 12 stores now. Okay. So I have yeah. 12 stores, but we're short staffed. Yeah. It's not like we, like it, we can only do so much. Like we can, I've interviewed hundreds of people Mm -hmm. and they're just not qualified. You either take the risk, hire somebody that's going to be a shitty employee yeah, or, you know, be staffed or, or keep it going. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the good people are not, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That's the, that's the issue is finding good help. Yeah. Um, you know, which is like, you know, Raul's like, it feels like it's overworked, but 
really is like we're not trying to overwork you because of our health. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Like if I could have a fully staffed store, we will make more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? My my goal is to make sure that you're happy at the job that mm-hmm. you're doing and show you how to make money and motivate you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a very hands-on and I want to make I, I love seeing people win. Yeah. So, and if I can contribute to you winning, that's a win for me. Mm. You know. It, is your thing is is it um is it commission salary or I'm mean, sorry, is it salary or is it commission? Like, so, it's it's I'm hourly plus commission. Oh, okay. Yeah, hourly plus commission. That's got to be nice. Yeah, you can make bank, right? I mean, if you want to, and that's 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 the tricky part. Uh, there's a lot of lazy people that just don't do. just get by. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, what does like say? What does like an average person make that works for you? Like, say, like now he's not like the best go getter, or she's not the best, but say like a middle of the line person. I mean, they they can. Typically, I mean, I would say, I mean, they can make, you know, decent amount of money for doing It's really easy. Like yeah. what we do is really easy. Oh, okay. Is it kind of um, like with his thing where it kind of sells itself? Yeah. I mean, it sells itself, but then you also have those days that you have to, you know, make your calls, try yeah. to get people to come in. Again, it, it's commission. Anytime that you work for commission, it's, it's all about how much, uh, how much work you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So yeah. we got people that you know, make six figures. Damn, Damn nice. You know, working at a cell phone store, handling your own clientele, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then, but then we got somebody that might be only making 30,000, 35,000. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, those are the people that they just, you know, they live with their parents or whatever. They really don't care about money or anything like that, which is, I had an employee tell me that before. I tried to motivate him. Like I, I, I just couldn't understand how how I could coach him better. You know, yeah. to try to motivate him. And then like, look, I appreciate you trying. I know you've been trying for weeks. <laughs> and he's like, I, I'm really not motivated with money. I was yeah. like, dude, it's like I've been working on you for three weeks. You could have told me that the first time that I try to motivate you. Yeah. It's like, dude, just don't try because it, it, nothing's going to motivate me. I'm here for the hourly. I was like, well, I wish I would have known that. Yeah. You know, so. so is he still working there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, would he be still working there if the pandemic never happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. Honest, no. honest yeah. manager right oh, here. Dear. Yeah. But, 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 you know, like. I, so like you know my customers they sometimes they'll like the people that work for them you know like the owners they'll like talk to me and stuff and we'll bullshit they're like well how do i how do i go to them and say you know i, I can i get maybe two three dollars more an hour and i said well first off you need to make sure that you have valid points and proof you know that they're, they're making all this money you claiming because if you don't have like i want to use the word data because that's what someone told me if you don't have data to back up what you're bringing to them they're gonna be like what are you talking about and then if you're like well oh well you know so and so said this then that's not that's not proof that's just you know you need to have have like facts and then they might and if you're a good work they know you and you work for them well they don't want to lose you so they might bump you up yeah the the way that my company has it Mm -hmm. I, i love the way they have it because they are they're on a scorecard system right you want to get a raise okay cool Here's your scorecard. You got to do good for three months. Mm. You can either get, you know, a certain amount as uh, three different tiers and you can get that every three months. Okay. So really you can get a race every three months. Oh shit. So when people are like, Oh, I need to get paid more. 
I'm like, well, this is a performance-based job, right? So if you want to get more money, you can, but you need to put in the work. Yeah. Is it uh, based on their sales, like the numbers they they provide, bring in? I got you. Yeah, it's it's based on what they sell and stuff like that. Um, And it's really, it's kind of silly how low the standard is to get a race, and people miss it all the time, which is the craziest thing ever. So you started out as a salesman at this place, at this company? Yeah, so so later on in life, I started at the mall. I don't know if y'all remember that or not, or if I even knew you guys back then. But um, after I was doing Tequila Rock and everything like that, um, I wanted to get something that's more steady. So I started selling uh, cell phone covers. Like the light up cover, oh, light up antennas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so. are the best, man. Dude, those were awesome. Yeah, those were awesome. So it got me a lot of chicks, by the way. So <laughs> Hell <awesome>. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fucking Mr. Worldwide Playboy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to add Playboy like, to hey, the Mr. Worldwide now. You have to use all your resources. <laughs> hey, I need you to, uh, will you make a picture and then I can get, get a hoodie made? <laughs> like, of the like, Mr. Worldwide? Yeah, I would yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like something cool with Tito on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. I, that's where my journey started as far as the cell phone business and stuff like that. So I was, I was working at the mall, uh, selling cell phone covers. The same guy owned a, um, belly ring. And you remember those guys that always wore those seashell necklace, like yeah. chokers or whatever <laughs> back in the day. So he owned one of those as well, um, in John the mall. Harris. But, um, yeah, that started there. And then, um, that's where my passion was, you know, helping people and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, being that connection for people um, started really mm-hmm. uh, as far as like business wise. Yeah. So. So where do you see yourself like uh, as far as your next move? Running my running the city, the state of Florida, <laughs> <laughs> the governor of Florida. Um, man, at, at the end, at the end of the day, my biggest goal that I want in life is to uh, be a business owner. Okay. Um, whether that's you know owning real estate, or um, you know restaurant, or maybe my own cell phone store, or whatever mm. the case is, um, it's 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 a leap I haven't taken yet. Yeah. So it's kind of weird whenever you get into a position where, you know, you're, you're at a job, you know, you got an important job that you got to do. You get paid well for it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to leave that safety net, that safety net, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, 401k, yeah. we got, you know, medical and stuff like that. And then just to drop that to do your own thing, it's kind of, kind of difficult not only that but just money too so you have to have money to make money at the end yeah. of the day so if i wanted to open up my restaurant that would be you know 100 you know i don't know how much grand. yeah so to do it properly and that's the thing i'm, I'm more of a, i'm all in or n- nothing at all mm. so if i was gonna do you know a restaurant or a bar or um cell phone store i, I want to make sure that's on point yeah you know so and that's what's really holding me back from just taking that leap. But eventually I do want to do that. I want to, um, you know, I want to, I want wealth and then leave it, you know, if I ever have kids or whatnot. Yeah. And then if I don't, it'll just die with me. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, um, I saw it, I posted something earlier. It was about like, have your circle, like where it's like generational wealth. People talk about LLC stuff like, like, to different tiers, you know, and that's the kind of thing that I think most people don't, most people just, when they get together, it is bullshit and talk. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think you should always try to elevate yourself and level up. Like, cause if you're always just at the same point in life, 
year after year after year, it's like, what's is this Groundhog Day? Yeah, it's it's weird. So I'm in um, I'm in actually a group chat with a couple guys that do invest investment, mm-hmm. whether it's real estate, commercial. Uh, a few of them are um, play the stock market stuff like that. Uh, but um, my friend, one of the guys there, um, William, uh, he's a real estate guy mm-hmm. out of Nashville, and he always talks about generational wealth. Yeah. And that's why that's what clicked on me whenever I was in that chat because no, no you know a lot of people that a lot of friends won't talk to you about hey you know this is what you need to do mm-hmm. to get get ahead of you know in life yeah so I never looked at it that way so once I saw how much these guys are making or whatever and I saw their motivation and why they're doing what they do your mindset changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why you were saying keep your circle where, you know, you motivate each other, yeah. help each other achieve these goals. So well, they say iron sharpens iron, man. Yeah, you know, definitely. That's um, I, I think that's that's the best advice ever is just kind of like generational wealth and how can you get it? You yeah. Know? I mean, there's so much money out there, man. Like, I mean, we just went through a pandemic and people made <laughs> bukus of fucking money. Dude, what was yeah. that? What was that uh, thing you shared the other day, Tony? He's talking about it was a guy saying if you don't, if you're not making money now with all the different avenues to make money, you're just not trying or something like that. I don't remember that one, but I mean that definitely. I mean, there's there's so many different avenues. Like the internet has opened up the game for so much shit. Like you can learn a skill that you didn't get taught in school just from going on YouTube or Googling some shit. So there's no reason why you cannot level up or, or achieve shit, shit, man. Like I guess if you're, you're just either content with where you're at or you're not trying in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I think that people are just not trying. Uh, and then the people that are trying are getting ahead. Yeah. Uh, you just got to put effort. That's the thing. And a lot of people don't have that mentality where they don't see the benefit and it's kind of, Kind of sad. It could be from different reasons. So I didn't know what I know. Like, I didn't know that uh, the things I needed to do to get uh, ahead in life, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that father figure or anything in my life. They could be like, hey, this is how you need to do. Yeah. You know, how, this is how life works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. So for, to me, I was late in the game. Yeah. As far as, you know, taking my life seriously and and, and actually trying to. um try to better my life uh the you know uh i guess what you can say where you can benefit uh and still have fun doing it but at the same time taking it seriously yeah um it's one of it's kind of like a thin line so a lot of people like oh yeah you know you're you're, all you like to do is party it's like uh well come to work with me yeah you know what i mean walk in my shoes for like one day and then you know people that hang out with me on the daily basis, understand that because I'm always working. Yeah, like even right now I'm on vacation, but I'm I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, taking working. calls and emails. Yeah, like when we were going to lunch that day, you were taking calls, and that was your fucking day off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because did you guys end up getting like like three or three or four calls, yeah. but not the one with the cop? <laughs> oh god! Oh god! That was uh, so. I mean, Tito, can you tell us a story about when you picked us up from the Brick Tony's hotel? Yeah, so I was gonna pick up Tony from the hotel, and there was a car in front of me parked um, on the street, and I part, and then I pulled up right behind him, and then um, I saw you guys walk out of the uh, 
out of the uh, hotel and I hear the siren come on and mm. I'm like, well, they're right here. I let them get in the car. And then this dude knocks on my window. He's <laughs> like, did you not hear me? I gave you a warning. I'm like, bro, I was like, literally you saw these guys coming out of there. And he thought I was an Uber driver, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then he was asking me like a hundred questions. You know, I still have a Tennessee license or whatever. He's like, uh, why, why do you have a Tennessee license? I'm like, oh, well, I live there in here. Uh, but he gave me shit about that. That was so, it's like, dude, you're like, you don't have nothing better else to do than bother somebody that's picking somebody else yeah, from, there, from the hotel, which is weird. So I think he was just wanting you to flip out, probably. Yeah. I and think, you handle it cool, though. Yeah. I think, and dude, this weird. I have, knock on wood, I have the best luck with, with, uh, law enforcement. Mm. Um, and I think it's just because of my manner. Yeah. Uh, it like kindness, like literally kills people. Yeah. And it's kind of like, no matter how bad of a mood, like either, even now, like customer, even that police that we were just mm-hmm. talking about, if you're just nice to them, yes, sir, no, sir, whatever. Like now you send the tone. Yeah. Now they look like, okay, I'm being a dickhead. Mm-hmm. And I, that's probably why he didn't give me that ticket. He's <laughs> like, okay, Most you like, know what? Yeah. Cause he, after a while he calmed down and he's just like, okay, just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. Or I whatnot. Yeah. I think if I was going to be a dick, I think he would have gave me a ticket. Yeah. It's, I just don't understand. Like when people, you see videos on like YouTube or Instagram and stuff like that, when they get pulled over, they'll have a piece of paper that says, I don't have to open my window or roll my window down or anything like that. Like, dude, just give him the ID, man. Like you're either speeding or something like, and then it becomes this big escalated situation and stuff. Like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of situations I've, I've gone through in life where it, the escalate it could have definitely been escalated, mm. but I took the initiative and, and type of, you know, I'm a real calm person. And then when it's, and I, I still get shits from people down in uh, Florida, even my customers, they're like, don't call me, sir. Don't call me ma'am, whatever the case is. And then I'm just kind of like, well, that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know, even if they're, they're younger. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yes, sir. No, ma'am. If I don't know you, if I don't know you personally, you're always, yes, sir. No, ma'am. Um, but yeah, you know, even when I was here, like, you know, in high school, uh, we get pulled over and we got like fucking weed or fucking something and, you know, beers in the back or what, whatnot. Um, and it, I, early in life, I, I'd learned, you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Type of thing. And it got me out of a lot of shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think like maybe the whole cop and person pulled over situation is like everybody's kind of on high alert because especially what's going on in the world right now. So I think the cops probably on high alert because you don't know what you're going to do to them. And then the person doesn't know like what the cops going to do because what they see happening in the news. So because I was talking to uh, Hunter, Hunter's a cop in Bartlett. Oh, he was telling me like, you know, he'll pull two people over for the same kind of thing. And then one person will act a certain way and another person will act another way. And then, you know, the other person, you know, he gave an example of one lady had a headlight out and she was kind of nervous. She was a black lady. She was nervous, you know, dealing with cops or whatever. And he was very friendly with her. And she's like, you know, I want to just thank you for how you treated me. You treated me like a human, blah, blah, blah. And he said he dealt with a white guy who got pulled over, who had crack in the fucking car and he ran the guy's license and he found the guy had charges before for drugs and he's like do you have any drugs in the car and the guy's like well i got a little crack <laughs> <laughs> and so like then the guy was like freaking out he's like fuck you blah 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 so you know it's just like however you handle it you know if you're in the wrong you're in the wrong you know but like 
I think like they're trying to get home just like you're trying to get home. Yeah, I, I always I always say if I'm doing something like that, like, you know, especially if I was younger, it's like, dude, if if if, if I get caught, I get caught. Yeah. You know, so it, it I'll hold myself accountable. I'm going to try to get away with it. Yeah. But if you catch me, you catch me. It's, yeah. You know, whenever, you know, it will, we would get pulled over and we had weed or whatever. That's what it is. So, but yeah, man. I think a lot of it is just you only see stuff from your point of view. You don't ever look at somebody else's, uh, their narrative or their yeah their point of view too, you know? Well, a lot of people, like I said, that's why I'm so interested with, you know, meeting different people because different people go from, have different experiences in life. So, mm-hmm. I know that we see what we see on TV, right? Yeah. So we see this cop doing something wrong, whatever, or this person doing something wrong. But again, like you don't know that that person that doesn't want to give their ID or don't want to open the window. It's a thin line. Like you don't know from their past experience, yeah. kind of like how they got mistreated. Mm-hmm. But now they see everything on TV, just kind of like, oh shit, I can stand up for myself. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, cool. I know I wasn't speeding. Uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, I had my turn to say, no, why did he pull me over? Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. Like, you know, that's the law. Again, law, the law is the bitch. Yeah. If you follow the law and then you know your law, you can stand up to, to government, police or whatever. Obviously, you want to do the right thing. I mean, if you know you're not doing anything wrong, just give him the ID and whatever. Now, he starts harassing you, right? Yeah. Then that's different. Yeah. You know? So, I was, I'm always, I'm always see both sides of the story yeah you know so um i got a lot of friends that are in the uh military or they're cops firemen whatever so i see their side yeah but then i know a lot of people that got mistreated by cops mm-hmm. so i know their past experience where if they get pulled over they, they're gonna start sweating yeah and they might not even do nothing wrong and you know it is what it is i mean everybody gets nervous when they with a cop you know, it's behind you. But yeah, when you see the lights, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I got pulled over in uh, Bartlett, I, I, I think it was like two Fridays ago or something like that. Like, I was turning with my turn signal on. I know there's a cop right here, right? Uh, on Like, on this side of the, uh, next to me. And like, I'm turning and all of a sudden he pulls me over. I'm like, what the fuck did he pull me over for? Like, I'm at the traffic light. I didn't do anything. My turn signal's on. So, I'm just thinking, what am I gonna about, what am I about to get a ticket for? I'm like, what what is my taillight out or something? He's like, you're not supposed to be on your phone regardless whether you're at a stop sign or not or a traffic light or not. You know, while you're operating the vehicle, your phone is supposed to be in your glove box. And I said, Okay. I I really didn't know that, but okay, thank you. And he was like, uh, don't let me don't let me catch you out of here again on your phone while you're driving. I was like, Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. He's like, all right. I was like, yeah. I got kind of like, damn, man. Like, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, imagine, like, okay, you didn't, you weren't doing anything. You were just using your phone. But imagine if you had a bad experience prior to that. Mm -hmm. That's what causes the escalation because you had bad experience with cops or whatever. Whether whether they were in the right, wrong, whatever the case is, it's a mental thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, so yeah, it's like that. Like I said, what Hunter said, that lady, she had dealt with some bad apples because not every cop is bad and not every cop is good whatever but and you know if you're only gonna you've only had so many experiences and most of them are negative that you're automatically gonna go to it's just like having that mentality like if you think everything bad's gonna happen that day you're probably gonna have a bad day so like if you think like you kind of go with a fresh slate you know you can't always assume that every scenario is like your last one yeah so 
Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I know a couple of cops down there in Fort Lauderdale that are really cool with everybody, mm-hmm. like all the business owners down there, mm-hmm. and they're like stand-up guys. Like, yeah. I, I, I literally, I mean, I applaud anybody that actually is doing the right thing. Um, and there are cops, firemen, whatever, because that's a tough fucking job. Man. I wouldn't want to do it. Man. That's a tough job. It's it's really, it's crazy how much pressure they have. But then again, like it's crazy how they hire some of these cops that they don't, they don't need much training or whatnot, and then you put them on the streets or whatever, and now they run into different situations. And they don't know how to handle it properly. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's a lot of pressure for them. And it's, it, it, anything can change in, like, a blink in the eye. Because, so. like, even now here, they've lowered standards. Yeah, again. You know, it's just like. So now you don't. Yeah, sorry. My some bad. of the people I know growing up that are cops now, I'm like, how are you a cop, man? <laughs> like, yeah. You should not be a cop. So I can only imagine, like, kids today, like, that are fuck-ups. Or, I mean, everybody can change, but. I don't know. They're, they're they're lowered. They they got rid of the two year college requirement that they brought. They got rid of it a couple of years, like ten years ago. Then I put it back in place. Now they took it away. They uh, giving like a five, I think twenty five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars sign on bonus. Nice. If if you have prior convictions, they they'll still want to talk to you if you want if you want, if you're pursuing law enforcement. You know, like. Before, if you had any kind of conviction on your record, you're not you're automatically excluded. But now that they need people so bad that you know they're opening up these different venues. Yeah, I mean the the, the whole thing about the college and needing college uh, to do certain jobs. I don't I don't agree with that. It's archaic, I think, man. Unless you're gonna be like a doctor or something like or a lawyer, I think you don't need college. You really don't. For a lot of shit, I don't think you do. Yeah, I mean, even in the line where. For me, uh, what what I do a lot of a lot of corporate places will want a some type of college, whatever you yeah. know degree. Uh, luckily for me, you know the company hires within, mm-hmm. so it goes based on performance. So yeah. if it wasn't for that, I don't even know if I'll be a you know district manager or if I could move up in the company type of thing. So yeah. again, like I. Do I need college degree to sell things and motivate people? I mean, like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, so I, mean, I understand some things you need college, but to be, I don't think that you would need a lot of the stuff. A lot of stuff that you that you use in college or learn in college, you don't even use it on a daily basis yeah. as far as for your job and stuff like that. Or so. by the time you get out, it's old news. Correct, yeah. You know. Yeah, I know a lot of people like either – um, they're in their field and literally they would tell me kind of like, you know, I went to school, but everything that I learned there, I'm not utilizing on the day, on the same, you know, on a daily basis. So it's just crazy how jobs will, will require that versus, Hey, what I require is experience. Yeah. What I required, did you go to this trade school for that particular job mm-hmm. or whatnot? You know? So, um, it's just weird. How that, how that is. So. I think a lot of places now are getting rid of their college requirements or they're willing to train people. Like, yeah. So they don't want you to be muddied by some other company. Like they'll bring you in with no experience whatsoever and then teach you how to do the fucking job. Yeah. And then, and then that's the thing. I think, I think a lot of places want college requirement just to a peace of mind more than anything that you're able to learn and you uh, are yeah. able to uh obtain information mm. 
Like if you can't retain information and I'm teaching you something, then I I can't help you. You know, yeah. especially in some of these jobs that, you know, things change all the time. Like you were saying, yeah. life moves fast. So if you can't learn on the go, then you can't do the job. So See, I wonder too if like maybe college is a thing that they look cuz you can stick with something possibly. Could be. Because, you know, a lot of times people are quick to just jump around places. Yeah. If some, you're going to willing to put in four years into a thing that you're paying for. And that's another bullshit thing where people are so fucking in debt with college. is ridiculous, man, to me. Yeah. This is this so it's, it's, it's crazy how, how much money. And then I think that's why I never went to college like mm-hmm. that, just because of um, how expensive it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never had any interest. The only thing that I would want to go to college for is business management. Uh, um, you know, to learn something like that, but nothing like anything else, yeah. like, which I can, you know, do in a community college or whatever. Uh, but I know a lot of people that are in debt, like, you know, 100, 150K, whatever the case is. And it's kind of like, dude, it's going to take you forever. Yeah. And you're never going to gonna find a job probably that makes that amount of money to pay it off with having bills. And if you get a family and all the bullshit that comes along with getting up as an adult. Yeah, I know a couple of people that went to college, you know, four years or what. And and what happened is that they are not in the field of what they went to school for. This bitch right here. <laughs> but correct, you know. It, again, like whenever you're 18, man, you have a you have your life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like what you think you want right now is not what you're gonna want four <laughs> years from now. Or, you know, so, um, again, I just think college is one of those things that they want to see it on paper that you know how to learn and yeah. that you're, you're, you know, that you can communicate, you can learn. Um, and like you were saying, probably just stick to something. So, yeah. Do you have any facts for us today? No, sir. I was, just I wondering. do. Wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Like, but you know, the thing with the college though, if you have a degree in art and you went to like Princeton or something like that, or you went to some expensive school, how much money are you going to get at a job paying that you went to school for that art degree? Like how, you see what I'm saying? Like you, now you're in debt $200,000. Maybe the Princeton holds weight for some people. Like say I, I went to Princeton. That's like a, you know, blue check on yeah. Instagram or word or some people. I don't fucking know. I don't know. You know what's underrated? Uh, trade schools. Yeah. A trade school. Well, I was talking to your buddy yesterday. Uh, I think he said he's like a, uh, a plumber. Oh, Jesse? Uh, James. James. Yeah. James. Yeah. James. Yeah. And then, you know, he was saying like, you know, he's pretty much everywhere. I mean, he can take that anywhere too, if he wanted to, you know, it's not, he's not tied down just to Memphis. If he ever decided to want to leave, but yeah, my nephew opted out of college and he's doing a trade school. Mm. So he's going for automotive. Oh shit. So yeah. yeah, he can smart kid, he can probably take apart a whole car and put it back together. So yeah. and it's cool because that's why he does it. Like he has a little side hustle. You'll get like a, a bike or whatever, fix it up and you know sell that junk. Yeah. So he well, his dad is real good with uh with cars and motorcycles. He's always been like that. That's how Basically, uh, my sister started with flipping cards and having a used car lot. Oh, know? really? Okay. Yeah, because they used to do it on the side, like just as a hobby. Yeah. Um, he would they would buy a car, fix it, flip it, um, and then now they just have a 
that spot over there off of the summer Avenue. But, um, you know, my nephew wanted to do that, the same thing. Uh, and he just actually, and it's cool because those trade schools, you automatically have a job as soon as you leave mm. because, you know, those companies, for example, Toyota, Mercedes, whatever, it's kind of hard to hire somebody to say, yeah, I know how to fix that. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. You know, <laughs> Uncle Bob don't know. You know, <laughs> But if you go to these trade schools, he's already done it for two years. He yeah. went to school to fix cars. Yeah. And he passed, meaning that he should be able to fix the car, yeah. whatever, the, you know, whatever the issue is with the car. So I think trade schools is, this is the best way to go if, you know, you're going for that particular you know, field. field exactly. Well, it's like truck. It's like uh, truck driving school. Like there were places that you would go to take a truck driving class, right, and learn and, and become a truck driver, and then get a job, right? Now the trucking companies are they have their own program for yeah. teaching, so they just completely cut those people out because they need truckers so fucking bad that they you just hey come drive a truck for I think it's like I don't even know. It's not very long, and then because Darius is a trucker now, Darius Williams. Oh, is he really? Yeah, oh, he, okay. uh, he. I think is a. I think he works for himself. Oh shit! And I was like, was it hard to get like your license and stuff like that? He's like, man, not at all. Like you just learn what you're supposed to learn, you know. Yeah. You take the test at the DMV or whatever, and that's that's it. Hmm. And you, yeah. I guess you have to drive the truck in part of the test, but you know, I don't know. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> So what else we got? I, I don't, I'm tired. <laughs> Still early. <laughs> tired of what, man? Man, we've been sitting in this room for seven hours. And? Tired. Still tired today. Is your butthole tired or something? <laughs> yeah. So what are we doing tonight? What's the move? So tonight, um, I think I'll meet up with... Um, whoever wants to meet up, <laughs> but I think we're going to start at Lafayette's again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, go somewhere else after that. I got so. you. Is Freddie P meeting up with you? James? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Him and Val are going to meet up with me. I think Samantha might meet up with us. But too. Gerald, she lives back in Memphis now, right? Yeah. She yeah. yeah. worked there, didn't she? Didn't she work in Lafayette? Oh, that's right. She used so. to maybe, or is currently or something. I haven't been up there or outside of last yeah. night. I haven't been up there in a while, but I knew she used to work there. Yeah. She used to work there. Um, I think she was a Mulligan's and the I'm one down sure. the street. Um, no, I think it's Trinity or something. Oh, like that, okay. Have you been to, did you go to that one in Midtown? Weren't you supposed to go? I thought. No, nah, I've never been. Oh, you didn't, you didn't have a going to Mulligan's. Yeah. No, oh, somebody I know recently said they were going to go there. Well, Tina, you you told me that you were at uh, Young Avenue, you freaking go to Mulligan or something like that. Yeah, we weren't going to Mulligan's Trinity though. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Oh, okay. I wanted to start like traveling back to Carville because my sister, I'm staying at my sister's house and she lives in Carville, so I went to Young Young Avenue Deli. So I've been there for a while. So uh, me and Chris went over there, had lunch, a few beers. So, yeah, but I think we're going to do Lafayette's and then somewhere else, like wherever everybody suggests. Like you said, it seems to be barware seems to be the place now, especially like I know like tonight will probably be really good because Saturday it's a Saturday, obviously. But uh, I don't know. There's like a lot of I mean, green room like what we did. Fucking I mean, slammed last night. Yeah. That place was fucking fun. 
Is there a basketball game tonight or something downtown? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't no, because it's the uh, All Star. Oh, so there's no it? basketball okay. this weekend. So All Star tomorrow. I think there's no games until like I think Thursday. Mm. So they kind of did the All Star game late, didn't they? Isn't the season almost over? Uh no. I mean, I don't think so. Is I'm it usually sure. after Super Bowl? I think everything's picked back up like normal. Oh, like normal before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. It, uh, speaking of where we're going tonight, I just. Wish it was more diversity, like in Memphis, as far as like places to go. Because mm. like within like one day, literally, we had every single spot that you know you had options to go. Now, yeah. when y'all when you go out in um, Florida, do y'all have your spots? Or y'all just go wherever kind of y'all want to go. Man, I I have my like I said, I like supporting people, so just wherever. If mm. I know somebody's working, then I'll stop there. Even if it's for like one drink yeah. or whatnot, then I would you know stop by. But my go to places in Fort Lauderdale is like you know I'll go to Lucky's, Booze Garden, uh, the Wharf. Obviously, everybody goes to the Wharf. Um, Capone's, I go there as well. So I really just hop around just wherever. Are they kind of on the same area? Yeah, they're all walking distance oh, to each other. Okay. Um, and then we have this place called the hub, which is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of like a, they have a, like a outside backyard Then they have like a karaoke room. Mm. So you can rent that out, have karaoke. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of places there. We are going to come see you. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure whenever you say you're going to come see me, don't say you're going to Miami. No, you're going to Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> We're going to take a direct flight to Fort Lauderdale. That was a direct flight. Oh, yeah, that's right. It just seemed like it was a long way away because we took 45 minutes to get where we are going. I do have a ticket I got to book before April, a credit. When does it expire? Like March Sometime, 21st? I, I don't know. Probably. It's with American Airlines, though. So. Yeah, I think you guys would love You, you guys would like uh, Booze Garden. Booze Garden is a cool place, man. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's like a, they don't have anything remotely like that here in memphis and that's probably something that uh i was talking to some, i was talking to julian mm. uh from lafayette whenever i was with him on in uh in orlando because i told him the same thing like there's the only way i'm moving to memphis is open my own business or yeah. if i had to do for you know for mm-hmm. uh, uh open my own business or family and he was just kind of like, well, what kind of place would you open up? And it, to me, I'm I'm open to whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I had like, if I had my own money and I was gonna go all in, it would be probably a place like Booze Garden. Um, it's kind of like an outside but inside place, so it's pretty cool. They have like, um, it's a bar, but they have like turf on the bottom, um, in in the inside, mm-hmm. and they have like basketball games and you know punch games oh, and shit, stuff like really? that. And um, you know, they do pretty well. Yeah, it's a cool spot. It's more like more for college or whatnot. And yeah. Type of thing. So um, I was telling him, you know, it'd be cool to have something like that by the University of Memphis somewhere where, you know, you can come watch the game um, and then just, you know, uh, have a good time. So kind of sounds like that place we went to in Austin where they had the big uh, uh, Kung Fu. No, not Kung Fu, but um, all oh, the, the was the game where you throw the beer pong. Yeah, beer pong. They had like these big like dump, uh, trash cans, but it was oh, all it was cool. inside outside type place. Yeah, it was legit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, like I said, I was talking to even you know Chris Rex because we were like, oh, well, you know, what's there to do? Mm-hmm. And literally on a Thursday, we couldn't think anywhere to go. So <laughs> I was just, 
kind of like I, I just figured like Memphis would, you know, being a college, I, I guess I can't call it college town per yeah. se, but I mean, we do have the university. It's a of big Memphis. school. I mean, as far as like athletes and shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe you should put something in that where spin speed used to be right there in Poplar and Highland. Like, the, the, Oh yeah. Like maybe your, what is it called? Booze garden. Booze garden. Yeah. Booze maybe garden. Something like that could go there. Why don't you work on that? <laughs> it's Tito's idea. Go in with him. Sure. Uh, I think they would work. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ideas. I, I think the, the main thing, especially uh, like on Bill Street, it's just crazy that there's not like a lot of places that you can go. It's so wasted, man. I just yeah. don't understand it. Like, I think the problem is any new blood, man. It's just like these people that are aging out are still running shit. Yeah. You know, it's just like, why have a bunch of random shops? You know, if that's supposed to be a tourist location, have stuff for people to actually do all times of the day there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, A.S. Schwab is different. You know, you got like the little ice cream shop in there. You know, you got it's old as fuck. But like, there's like three gifts of four gift shops on Beale Street the one next to Blue City, the one right across here from Alfred's, and the one next to, um, across the street from the Daisy. Yeah. I mean, why do you need so many? And why is there not a hotel on fucking Beale Street? Like physically, like the yeah. address would be Beale. Yeah. Oh. Like where they did that pavilion, they could have turned that to like a hotel. That was a lot of wasted money right there, man. I was like, <laughs> they, they were making it sound like it was like this really cool. You talk about Handy Park, right? Yeah. They were making it sound like it was gonna be this really cool renovation, like you know, it's gonna be badass. I went down there. It was literally the same before they did. It. I mean, they just, they put some like you know, made it, they changed little things up. They changed like the way the pit is and stuff like that. Yeah. But then like. Y'all spent how many millions of dollars for this? Like, shit, y'all just left it the way it was. <laughs> Especially if you're not going to bring new things to that park. You know, like, what's the point of making it new if you're not going to bring new things there? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, Memphis has a big potential. Like, even, like like I said, I, I, I love to talk to people. And whenever they ask me where I'm from, because automatically when I say yes or no, sir, they're like, all right, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Memphis. Like, all that. Should have told me something. Yeah. There, yeah. So, but they're like, you know, yeah, I've been, you know, to Tennessee. I've been to Memphis, you know, I've been to Bill Street. Um, and then they would, you know, tell me their experience and just kind of like, oh, well, you know, there was like one place on, you know, Bill Street, you know, because everybody always says Bill Street. Mm-hmm. But whenever you have tourists come in, they're like, kind of, okay, cool. We went to that one place that had the band and that's it. So there's a lot of potential here in Memphis. I love Memphis. Don't get me wrong. It's just kind of like it's not my speed. Like I need, um, I need choices or yeah. options. I guess you can say as far as that goes. Because then he's, it's kind of boring, and I don't like being bored. Yeah, I, <laughs> you, I've never thought about what you just. I've never thought about it like this before until you just said it. That you and your friend literally did everything we do in one day, going out places. Like you just thought there would be more, more, more of this choose from but there's really not yeah and that's and that's the thing but i think it's because i don't think anybody it's nobody has taken that risk to open something different uh than what we have now like you were saying you know you got be uh what's, what's it called Bay, uh, beware or barware, barware. Yeah. You got yeah. barware silagoos they're kind of the same concept mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and i think well, that's why lafayette does so good because that lafayette's it brings something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people are going to go to that place. Like I mean, that, they got so. they got live music 
Wednesday through Sunday or something like that. You know, people yeah. people love live music and they bring good bands. Like yeah. you know, they got the national headliners come through there sometimes. Yeah, they do a great job. You know, uh, the management there does a good hey, job. Cindy. Yeah, hey Cindy, Roscoe. Uh, yeah, Roscoe, Roscoe, Julian, bitch has oh hey Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 good people. So I mean, they have a solid team there. So they always have a pack house. So um, again, I've, I've known all three of them forever. So anytime I come in town, I like going to people that you know took care of me back in the yeah. day, yeah, and just for support. So, um, but you never know. You guys might see me back in Memphis. You know, I got excited one day. He made a post, and I was like, "You moving back?" And he's like, "Nah." <laughs> what, was the, what, what was the boast? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I thought he was going to move back, man. No, nah, I'm, I'm sure my mom and my family would love that. Um, but no, nah, it's got to be worth it to me. Like, I'm not going to move just to move. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Eubank hasn't opened up like a, like a like a restaurant or bar or anything like that yet in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't talk to him like I used to, so I don't know. Maybe. He's well, I remember there for a while. He was like, "Hey, I want you to come run this chicken place I'm opening." And I was like, "What do you mean run? Like get y'all set up or like help you get it open?" He was like, "No, I want you to be the general manager." And I was like, "Okay, you know, like, like sure." And then one day I called him and asked him about it. Just a couple months later, because I haven't, you know, I haven't heard anything about it. And I was like, "Whatever happened to the chicken place?" And he was like, man, that just that deal completely fell through. Those people, they didn't know what the fuck they want to do, and I didn't want to dump a bunch of money into something that. Uh, they didn't see the same thing I saw. This is like three years ago, something like that. Yeah, I mean the restaurant business, bar business, it's it's a it's a grind for sure. Yeah, um, you either have it or you don't type of thing. So, uh, but I just know my work ethic and stuff like that. I know that you know if I open up my own spot or something like that, I know that they'll you know li- live, breathe, shit that place. So, yeah, uh, type of thing. So. um you know, I think I would do good. Uh, just having, you know, taking taking that leap yet. So, you know, hopefully one day I'll, I will. So I don't know if it'll be here or Fort Lauderdale, um, but we'll see. Well, you know, like when I get trainees uh, at my job and they come with me for two weeks or a week, they want me to teach them, you know, how to do it. You know, the way the company, the AB wants and stuff like that. And then usually, they, this one every time they ask me at the end of the week. Like before, before we split ways. Um, so tell me about what do you think? Do you think he's gonna be able to do this? Blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. And you know, he's got he's got drive, and you can't teach you can't teach worth like it, and you can't teach um, to care. You know what yeah. you're doing. But like, if you can't, you know, if you're showing like stuff that he cares, what he's learning and stuff, then I think he's really gonna do a good job. Or I've never thrown anybody under the bus, um, but like. There's one guy that I told like my, my my manager asked me about him and I was like I don't know man like you know he doesn't want to stalk anything doesn't want to he doesn't greet people when we talk when we say hello and stuff you know, I don't know like you know but that's just two things you can't it's not like you, you just know. do them underneath the bus <laughs> I, no I, but I told my manager not not the big boss that yeah, usually yeah. asks me like my my manager's not gonna he's not gonna go snitch but like but he's a salesman and you know and. Yeah, I mean, if you're a salesperson, you have to you have to have that that grind that you know sense of urgency as well. So, well, you know, the biggest thing was like I was just asking, hey man, when we walk in this next door, why don't you greet the, the whoever's behind the register? You know, let them know we're here. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, 
that's so he just doesn't have the personality to be a salesperson. Well, yeah, he just you know like you know when we go somewhere, hey, what's up? You know, like this guy, he'd be the guy like the lur- uh, like what's his name? We're just lurking, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he, just, I was like, dude, like you have to be nice to the people that are paying our salaries. These are the people paying us, man. Like you know, if you're not gonna be if you're not gonna be cordial with them, then I don't really see you being very good at this, man. Like yeah. honestly. Oh. So Tito, when are you going to jump on the NFT bandwagon, man? You don't uh, have an NFT? No, I don't have. I, I swear to God, right. I, I thought sending him stuff. I'm like, man, I swear, I thought you on. had like multiple. Probably, I just assumed you did, Mister Worldwide Playboy. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I currently do not have an NFT. You want to get one? Do you want to buy one while you're here? Tony can definitely help you. <laughs> Tony can definitely help you purchase it because you know he knows how to do it really well. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I try to learn as much as I can about stocks and NFTs yeah. and stuff like that. It's just so much to learn. Um, you really got to dedicate your time. To, you know, if you want to do it, like to actually make money. Oh, like just doing it, like yeah, like part time or just doing it. You know, here and there is, is one thing. And I'm kind of like like I was saying before, I'm all in or nothing yeah. at all type of thing. So I don't want to like buy something and then just let it sit there. Yeah, I'm more like okay, let's buy it, let's sell it, let's. How can we make money? Yeah, and how can we how can we win here? So can, we can do the uh, Gary V model with the NFT restaurant. Oh, that'd be legit. Like there's a plate. What is it called? Flying fish or fly? Yeah, flying fish or something like that. But like or fly fish, something. It's a only NFT exclusive. So if you don't have the NFT, you can't get into the so restaurant. I saw that one yeah. restaurant Dude, is. That's, I think that guy. That guy is like next level thinking. One one of the love, one of the he has content. two restaurants like that, right? One is just like a regular level restaurant fish place or whatever, and then you have a different NFT that's super high end compared to that. The, this NFT is high end, but then the next one is super high end, right? Like it's even more exclusive. Like nobody can get these. Like, you know, like these millionaires are like trying to buy them and no one's selling. Like, he's like, if you don't have, I think you sent me the interview. If you don't have it, you ain't coming in is what he said. Like, that's it. That's what you want to, you can do the dishes. Yeah. He's like, he's like, (laughs) you ain't coming to the restaurant. (laughs) It's because somebody asked him, what if so-and-so or whatever it was, it wants to come. Do they have the NFT? Do they have the key or whatever he called it? I was like, Oh man. That's just like his, uh, his VCon conference he's having in April, I think or March. Are you going to go to that? No, because I don't have the original. Oh. I only have the book games. But uh, well, you can if you buy thirteen book games, I think you can get an NFT or get a entrance into the fest. I mean, to the conference. you have three V uh, B friends. What is it called? I only have two. V for I'm book okay. games. Book games. Book games. Yeah, so, I wish uh, I would have bought the V friends last year because it was the floor price was like maybe like one ETH, and I think last year it was like two thousand dollars. The so how floor much is price now? now is forty thousand dollars. That's, that's the lowest crazy. you can get one for. Oh, so that's what the floor price means? Like when I'm yeah. looking at Open Sea, that's the lowest that they're selling it for. Oh shit! I got another uh, bid, uh, dude. Those are insulting. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you will buy an NFT for like maybe like say four hundred five hundred yeah. bucks. People low value for one hundred fifty dollars. Like yeah. fuck you, man. <laughs> Some guy was like point zero point zero W two. Yeah, et you know wet. I'm like. So I Google it. How much is, you know, like hundred dollars. I'm like, well, of course I just take a screenshot and I send it to Tony and Colin. Make it look like I'm a baller, you know, like, but Colin's like, Colin, our buddy Colin's like, well, you know, if you, if it means that people are looking at this, this collection, I'm like, whatever, Colin, just tell me which one to buy, man. Like, you know, but, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, it took me, it took Colin telling you to get it. 
I told this motherfucker to get it. He's not going to do it. Colin says get one. He goes and gets one. Well, I mean, I, you still have, have to help me do it. You were still definitely there. I mean, you know. But uh, no, like, you said the V-Friend was $2,000 last year? Yeah. So how much do you think? Have they thought how much it's going to be like in like three years or five years? It's probably going to be more because, um, like I said, I think now they just released it. Snoop's going to be performing at the V conference. So they're gonna keep bringing acts and shit like that. So it's just gonna make it's gonna have that FOMO where people are like, man, I want to go to that shit now. Yeah, uh, one thing I do regret is not getting in the game like early. Like yeah, Bitcoin like, and stuff. Uh, not just Bitcoin. Just whenever the market crashed because of the whole pandemic, oh, like, yeah. I didn't know much about stocks or anything yeah. like that. And then next thing you know, like literally everybody in the mom has a, at least two stock. You know, um, apps on their phones. Yeah. Well, like well, I, Rob- wish, I wish. Well, I guess we should about to say the same thing. I wish Robin Hood would have been around you know, mm-hmm. ten years ago or whatever. You know. It yeah, was, because it makes it so easy. You just fucking click, man. It's got, yeah, you know, like when I can go, we could be sitting right here. We could buy both buy Nike stock if you want, right? You'll only buy on Monday, but we'll be paying the price when the market opens what it is. But like, it's just like, dude, how convenient! Before you had to call your money man or whatever it's financial. Advisor or whatever. Hey, I want to buy this and sell this. You can just do all shit on your phone with like in like yeah. ten seconds. You know, like yeah, there's a lot of stocks that I would have definitely put a lot of money in that that really were under like a dollar. Yeah, where they would be like they're literally like thirty dollars now. Yeah, I got this one stock that I just happened to be watching CNBC and the Kramer guy was talking about it. And I bought it when he said this is going to be a good stock. And then I don't, I didn't know shit about this stuff. I know I had Robinhood on my phone. I was like, let me type a little four digit code in. And I bought like five shares of it. I bought it for like thirteen dollars or nine dollars, something like that. It's worth like one hundred and fifty dollars right now each. Oh, and I was like, damn, hell yeah, you know. But like, it's just those things you just never know. It's like the having a circle, man. Like having people around you that know that kind of shit. Like that's the problem. I think a lot of people that are never going to make it. As far as like wealthy, they don't have somebody teaching them the shit. Right. So if you have people around you that know how to do something, then you can ask questions and they're not all trying to hoard it all the time. There's a lot of people that don't want anybody else to win but them. But if you can get around people that want you to win with them and they can show you shit that you weren't taught, that's like the best thing ever, man. Yeah, especially with Thank you, Tony, for teaching me. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, my parents know about like like stock and gold and shit like that you know what they don't know about like bitcoin and nfts obviously but like my parents they don't have any stock anymore they you know back in whenever it crashed like in two was it 2009 or something like that or 2010 they uh they had they decided to get out like a couple weeks before that my dad was like let's just let's just get all that money out it's not doing anything and it's a good thing they did because you know everything crashed like a couple weeks later but like my dad asked my dad, I was like, "Did y'all ever buy any more stocks and stuff?" He was like, "Nah, we just we just had the we just you know it's just in the savings like in the bank the way it's supposed to be you know like they're pretty traditional when it comes to that kind of stuff I guess." Yeah, one thing that I learned through the stocks and just being you know in this group chat and stuff like that is that I learned real quick is that a lot of people that that do the stock or a lot of rich people the reason why they do the stock is because they have the money to do it mm-hmm. because like listen two percent of five dollars ain't shit yeah two percent of five million that's a lot of money yeah you know what i mean 
So they're getting 2% getting out, 3% getting out, 3%, and then all the, now they got an extra million, whatever the case is. Um, and, uh, you know, after the, the market can be, uh, I guess it can influence, uh, you know, billionaires mm-hmm. can influence the market so much. It's just crazy how, you know, them saying something or, just news, just off the news, the stock either going to go up or down. It's just so crazy how that works. Yeah, it's like Elon Musk can tweet about something and it fucking skyrocks something, you know? Yeah. But lately it's been uh, the other way around. Well, whenever he tweets. Fuck, yeah. man. <laughs> did you buy Doge? I did. I did. I, I bought Doge when it was five cents. Mm. Um, I kept it for a little while and then I sold it. And then now um, I want to get back in it. Um, I think Doji will probably go up a little bit more. Um, again, I want to go where I'm just taking little bites here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not keep my stock in there and then buying some blue chip, you know, stock and feeding that off of that. So, so like Coke and Amazon and that kind of stocks are they're called, they're called those are blue chip stocks, right? Yeah, like the yeah. high value. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, my, things that give you dividends. Yeah. Like my buddy Polly said is the best to kind of like if you look at like a gambler play with house money. Yeah. So you'll put some money in and then take that money out and put it to something else. You know, mm. you're constantly just trading it or whatever. And you can really look at like trade like um just off of the uh past charts uh-huh. whether if it's going up 3% go down 3%. Up yeah. 3%. Well, guess what? If the, if that stock is going up and down up and down up and down and you know it's going to go back up, yeah. Then why not put $100 wait till it gets to 5% up, take it out. Wait, you know it's gonna come back down. That's the trend. Mm-hmm. Put it back in. Of course, if you're doing it with a small amount of money, you're not gonna get a lot of return. But if you do it enough times, now you're not playing with your money. Now you're yeah. playing with the stock money. Yeah. You know, so do you- and I say I always say this, but don't put anything you can't afford to lose. Because there's a lot of people that they'll put everything in to hear so because they hear some headline about it and then they'll fucking lose. Or it could be like an NFT project, they'll put all their money in and it's a fucking scam. You know? Yeah. So. You got to have your own version of fuck you money. Yeah, that's why I, I'm a firm believer to just have it, like you were saying, surrounding yourself with people that understand, um, you know, either the market or restaurant business, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You got to know somebody that has done their own due diligence and yeah. they're passing you off the knowledge. Yeah. So they don't have to work for you. So uh, that's why I like about this group. They'll say, okay, this particular company, this is what they do. This how much flow they have, you know. This how much they're worth. This their sales for the last quarter. Those I'm more comfortable throwing money on that than just some stupid stock that yeah. you know. Uh, some customer came in there and said, "Hey, yeah, you should buy the stock," you know. So, yeah. which is crazy how how many people actually do that? You know, they say, "Oh yeah, so and so told me about the stock," and they put all their money in, and then the stock plunges. And then now you're, you, you, it sucks. It was like that chick we met at that your hotel bar, and she said her family member put all their money, like they mortgaged their house on fucking Ethereum. Oh or yeah, Dogecoin, some dumb oh, shit. Like, shit. Luckily, it worked out for them. Yeah, I was like, like what? Like, like y'all gonna be sleeping outside? We <laughs> were sleeping on that beach right there. <laughs> like, oh god. If if you were to put money into Bitcoin, twenty years or whenever they. Created. They created it, which I heard about uh, Bitcoin back mm-hmm. in the day. It was it was dirt cheap. I wish I would have just put a hundred bucks in there and then oh, just God. left it so or much. whatever. 
But uh, I think that's something that I would have done. It's just crazy how some people actually did that. They, yeah. You know, they put whatever, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in there and completely forgot about it. And then it blew up and they find out that they now they're millionaires, billionaires. Yeah. It's one of those things where I remember hearing about it, but I didn't realize that you could buy fractions of it either. I didn't know that till last year, like two years ago, something like that. Yeah. Like, I learned because I thought it was like a stock where you had to have like whatever six hundred dollars well, you know, at one time or fifty thousand right. dollars. You know, it's just like you know you can buy fractions of stocks now. I know some places. I do think that. it's called Acorn, maybe or something like that. They do. I think they. It, yeah, I think that app is Acorn or something like that. But yeah, I didn't know that you can buy a fraction of a of a Bitcoin. But see, I didn't know that about the fraction thing until you got me to. With Coinbase on my phone, you remember? Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, you're going to just buy 50 bucks if you want? Shit, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think you're still kind of early, man. Even like with Bitcoin or Ethereum. I don't know about those other kind of meme coins, but I think Ethereum. I think Ethereum might be the the main one because especially the way that it's based off the way the NFTs are based. Because it's on that, that network. So everything I buy, I have to trade it into ethereum to buy the fucking nft so i think that one has more utility and i think it's kind of cool that you know who created it like you don't know who fucking created bitcoin yeah like that's kind of weird that you don't know the person and everybody's like putting fuck you know it's just kind of sketchy. millions and millions of dollars in it every day yeah there's a lot of sketchy coins that they have over there and then next thing you know if the creator wants to shut it down your yeah. money's done like a buddy of mine hit me up and he's like hey there's this coin and he went on reddit and he saw that people were kind of dogging the coin, so he didn't put the money in. And then the next day, they pulled the people a rug pull for a million dollars on the people. That's crazy. And man. they used the heart strength of people because it was supposed to be for like some sick kid. Damn! Oh, wow. It's like how do you sleep at night, man? Like fucking yeah, defrauding. That's a lot of. Like that's that. a lot of a lot of shady people in the world. Yeah. It's do you like, do you play lottery? Do I play a lot of the scratch offs and shit? I don't play too much of scratch offs here and there. If like it's weird because like if I have like an extra two dollars, I'm like, what am I gonna do two dollars? Yeah, yeah, give me that ticket. That way yeah. I don't have to keep that two dollars in me. Now, as far as the lottery, I know this is gonna sound stupid, but I only play it if it's over two hundred. <laughs> <Dude, laughs> I'm telling you, like I, I never think about buying a ticket until it's like two fifty, three hundred million. 800 million. I'm like, damn, yeah, give me five of them bitches. Just $25, whatever it is. You yeah. know, like, do Here's you think the thing, somebody ever, has to win it? Do you think it'll ever be on your phone? Lottery? Yeah. Just like, you know, like, why can't you vote on your phone? Yeah, I don't know. Like about with it. facial recognition or something, like, they could do that. I mean, the technology is already there because, you know. But I think, it, I think more people would probably gamble or not, or I guess it is kind of gambling, but they would play a lot of it. it was Dude, I see not people. Not go to the store to buy a ticket. I see people. Literally on my route at the same time, I'm usually at my stores at the same time coming in every like Monday, it's the same lady at the same time. Every Tuesday, it's like the same people at the same stores. I mean, and they just constantly buying them, constantly buying them. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people, um, they go to the store and they get like a hundred dollars worth of like scratch offs. I'm like, bro, it's like, I'm, there's no way that they're making their money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this one lady I asked her, I was like, hey, I always see you up in here. Because this store I'm talking about, it's called Airline Shell, and they had a winner for a million dollars on a scratch-off or something like that. So a lot of people go there to buy because, you know, they feel like there's going to be another big winner. Like, um, 
are you are you positive or are you making money? She's like, I, I could buy. Like, but you're special to spend a lot of time playing this, man. <laughs> you know, it's addiction. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I want to try this. I did see this on, I think it was like something online where these people had a party and they bought a bunch of scratch offs. And then, like, you had to roll something, like, past a certain point, and then you got to try to scratch off that. I saw like that. A, oh, like on a table, and yeah. you got that scratch. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. I saw that. Yeah, man. But that's... who gets to keep the money? The person that wins the scratch off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe, like, the person that owns the house, but, like, I need 50%. Of <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Like, what if it's a million-dollar ticket? That's going to be a fight in that house. Hey, man, that's the risk you take, right? Yeah, when it comes to winning, I'm 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 greedy. I want it all. <laughs> I, I want it all. Do you, you know? do any sports betting? I I used to. So back in the day, uh, when I was working at the mall, actually, I, yeah. I used to be a uh, a bookie. Oh shit, really, yeah, Mister Worldwide? You breaking legs uh, and shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like 17. I was doing it for another guy. Okay, um, obviously no names, but yeah. you know, older guy. And I used to, you know, people in high school used to bet through me. Oh, so fuck, you know, or call, you know, people that were in college or whatnot. They yeah. would, you know, text me, and I was the middleman, so I didn't have no risk. And then he would give me commission for every Damn. loss. So if they lost, I got commission. So I was always rooting for them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, P- uh, thanks, Tito. I won five hundred dollars off that game. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So, but dude, that that stuff was addictive. You know, there were some people that were, you know, in the hole, you know, $5,000. Shit, really? You know, the sport. I mean, I was 18, 19, 20, something like that. And people were um, betting and they were in the hole. And they're like, man, I'll get you next week. I'm like, all right. Like, I, you don't got to worry about me. It ain't my money. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to tell you, somebody's going to come looking for that money. But I never had any issues with that or whatever. But also, the dude that I was betting through knew that we were betting um through uh uh what's it called like kind of like you know younger people so it's mm. kind of like ah, you're you really gonna rough somebody up you know <laughs> but yeah i just did it just for fun you know nothing nothing crazy or anything like that uh but i like betting uh hopefully florida has sports betting i believe mm-hmm. but i think they have it a they post it where you can't use it on an app oh okay yeah See, so, like, use a VPN or some shit. Because, dude, I'm telling you, you right have now, to do a VPN. Or you link like up that. your a debit card or whatever to that, like, FanDuel and stuff, and the the odds they give you on some shit is just too good not to. You What's know? the most you won? I've won eight hundred dollars on Ben Parrish. And what did you put down? A uh, hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's who a, is Ben Parrish? He's a he's a local fighter. Oh. Okay. He was fighting on Bellator against some like fucking. Like, I think the guy was ranked, like, 14th or 15th in the world or, you know, Belto rankings. Yeah. And he fucking beat him. And I, I looked at my phone the next day. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And so does you stay in that account? Yeah, but you can you can withdraw it if you want, you know, and then send it back to your whatever you have on file, you know. Because don't most of them give you, like, an X amount of money to start out yeah, with so or something? Yeah, so... They'll do like so if you're if you create a new account for like some Caesars or something like that. Yeah. So at the Super Bowl, that a lot of the companies did this. Like, pick one team to win, but if either team scores a touchdown, you win two hundred fifty dollars in free play. Oh, so like that's how they get you hooked. Yeah. So then you know you got you you got two hundred fifty dollars right off the bat, right? Because touchdowns going to be scored, right? Yeah. But then like 
okay, so you then you say you use all that money up on wedding some more, you know, but then you're like, well, yeah, I, I can do it. That's when they get you, like you just said, you know. Yeah. But like, I've been using that 800 bucks. I'll, I keep on going up and down. Like, right now, I'm thinking I'm down to like 450 or something like that. But I got one even better for you. So, uh, MGM um, oh, will yeah. cover you up to $1,000. So, you can bet up to $1,000. If you lose that $1,000, then they'll give you a thousand dollar credit. What? Yeah. So really, you're betting on two thousand. You're gonna you're gonna get two. You're gonna get all your money back. Fuck. So if you deposit eighty bucks and you lose eighty bucks, you get eighty dollars back. Oh shit. Uh, new customers, right? For new new, yeah. new new customers. Like that. It's that like a and then they have like the sports book at the Fitz and the, at Harris. I mean at, at um, what's the one? Jack Binion Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Um. There's people like just sitting there watching sports all day, just gambling on different different pro- kind of prop bets and shit. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll bet here and there. Um, my thing is, I, I gotta justify it, right? So it's just kind of like a lot of people are like, oh, that's dumb. What are you betting on that? It's like, okay, cool. I could either spend, you know, ten dollars on this parlay that I like, which I'm just, I'm not doing it to get rich. I'm just mm-hmm. doing it just to sweat the game, or I can spend this ten dollars at McDonald's. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's kind of like okay, cool. I always have a reason why I do things. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's got to be a good reason. It's either I, I'm a sacrifice something to do something else. Yeah, type of thing. So, so it's like the guy that bet on the Bengals before the season opened to win the Super Bowl. It was like forty five hundred to one or something like that. And I can't remember what the bet was, but if he won, he would have won like forty million dollars or something like Fuck. that. It's you know because their odds are so against them to win that yeah. you put little money, you win big. And the parlays on those apps are fucking where it's at, man. Yeah. If you hit one of those par- So the girl we know that used to be the dancer that's getting married now. Oh yeah. yeah. She, she does sports bet- book uh, betting a lot. And she like, she's like, she like sells, uh, sells picks and stuff to people. Oh, like, shit. yeah. Like, and uh, she missed like a $30,000 parlay by one point in a basketball game. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I they, I was like, fuck. Yeah, the best of the way that I do it is like nothing is for certain that you're going to cover the bet or whatnot, but you can minimize it. And the way that I do it is that if I'm going to do a parlay, I'm going to bet that same amount of money on a for sure win, mm. you know, where, like I said, nothing is for sure, but more likely they're going to cover this bet. Yeah. So if I put a $20 parlay on a, on an 18 parlay or a 17 parlay, then I'm going to put $20 on this particular game because I really think they're going to win. Mm. But the eight par- 18th parlay is going to pay me way more than that $120, $20 for that one game. So but- the first bet that I made was um, who there was like two years ago when FanDuel first was allowed to come like Tennessee, you know, it was for the Masters. And this one guy had like it was like I didn't understand what it, what everything meant at the time, you know. Yeah. But he's like to win the masses was like he was like plus twenty five hundred or something like that. And coming to the fourth round, which is the final day of the tournament, he was like in second place. And I was like, man, or third place or something like that. I was like, oh my god, I'm fixing to win a hundred dollars or whatever it was. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Now I know. Plus, it makes what you're watching more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't really sit there and watch golf ever, but if I got money on it. I'm going to turn on the TV on that last day, you know, to see where, mm-hmm. where he's at and shit, you know, or like a, like a basketball games or any kind of sports, you know, you, you can, you can literally, they have every sport in the world that's played daily on these apps. 
Yeah, the prop bets are crazy though, man. They, you can make a lot of money off of it, but they're, they're, the prop bets are stupid. Like, for example, so there was a prop bet that I saw the other day that the guy had to score 17 points or 15 points, but can, cannot, that he, he was only going to shoot 1.5 threes. Mm. Like, meaning that if he, if he made two threes, you, you're done. Oh. And he's a three point shooter. He like the last like couple minutes of the game, he shot three threes and missed all three. But the guy hit the parlay. He put like thirty dollars, but it paid him a lot of money because the odds of that happening is like slim to none. Yeah. But yeah, it's wow. uh, it could be addictive. I can see you haven't. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I can see how people like lose their ass off uh, on that. You yeah, know? I'm the kind of person like if I don't have it, I just don't spend it. Um, the, you know, I learned that a long time ago. When I first moved to Florida, <laughs> <laughs> and like and like at the very, and the very bottom of these apps or like the ads you see like running on your phone and stuff, if you have a gaming problem, call like the ads like this big, it's like, like where they talk yeah. like really fast, yeah, but, like side the, effects of drugs, yeah, I was like, dude, shit, yeah, so yeah, so tonight you guys coming out? I might, uh, I think I will, maybe. It's a yes or a no, man. I might. <laughs> Are you going out today? I need to eat something, man. I'm hungry. Yeah. We can go somewhere and get something to eat. Then we'll already be out. Then we there go you go. True. I kind of want to go to Porch and Parlor. Have you been there yet? Never heard of it. It's right next door to Lafayette. It's supposed to be really good. All right, Tito. What is your advice for people? My advice for people. I thought your phone, I mean, your microphone died for a second because you moved it back. Like, it's like, what just happened? He was like, what is your... Uh, it's like damn. So yeah, so my advice would be, um, and this is something that an old a old head told my sister. Uh, so he's been in the in the real estate business for fifty years. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy, but told my sister because she was debating on either going on a team or doing her own thing. Yeah, as far as the real estate, she was she was like, okay, you can either be a eagle or you can be a chicken. You know. The eagle is going to hunt for their food. A chicken is going to be fed, mm, right? Mm, I like this. But if you choose to be a chicken, one day you're going to you're gonna end up on somebody's plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Dude I, like I, that. dude, I love that. And I like that. Yeah. I don't Holy like being shit. fed. Yeah. I don't like being fed. Let me, let me make my own money. Give me the opportunity. Let me prove you wrong. I'm a go-getter. You know, I'll hunt for my food. Mm, that's dude, good advice. that's good man. right there. I like that. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a long time coming. I've been wanting to come in here and hang out with you guys. So now we just have to get you a hoodie. I mean, you know. Yeah. By the way, (laughs) to 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 the hey to the motherfucker that took my hoodie last night at the bar, I need it back. (laughs) You know what, Rob Coletta? We're gonna come and check. We're gonna we're gonna see if it's hanging in as art in in your your place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a warrant. Yeah, we got a warrant for that hoodie. But, uh, yeah, no, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll have to come down to uh, Fort Lauderdale soon. To stay in Fort Lauderdale, not just to fly into Fort Lauderdale. No, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys are always welcome down there. There's a lot of cool places I could take you to. And like I said, a lot of those places is kind of like um, they're not corporate. Mm. So, you know, I love going to the small bars and stuff like dive bars and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, you know. Showing some love. 
I love it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. We love you lots. Bye.